And welcome, one and all, to the Mice Movie Podcast with friends. Insert another tasteless joke here. On this episode, the Guardians of Love and Thunder? Is Christopher Nolan going deaf? Did Zack survive the Cold War? We don't know yet. And the Buttercast invades. We have a special guest today. Everybody, please welcome Alex Robles to the show. Alex, how are you doing? Hi, I'm Alex. I'm happy to be here. Oh, yeah, also this, Peter. Hey, welcome, Peter, from the Buttercast, everybody. Hey, yep, what's up? No, I'm just kidding. I'm so happy to be here. It's been been quite some time we spent 30 minutes before we recorded just talking about our love lives and it was really emotional we opened up to one another and i'm actually kind of bummed that that chris doesn't record the the little beginning where we plan stuff out i mean chris you've been through a lot man i'm sorry i feel like that stuff could help other people you know yeah it really could honestly i mean yeah (laughs) yeah we're gonna turn into the oprah of spotify is that what's gonna happen here why not oh this that's not what this is that's not what this is. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are on. Just, this, just is let it exactly out, I, this is exactly what I. This is exactly what I. It's all right. If if I we want, been... if you want to start over, we can start over. Just let it out, no, man. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. Okay. All I right. have been. I respect that. I have honestly been looking forward to this all day. I have, couldn't even nap because I was so, like, hyped about this. I am so happy to have Peter on, like. Oh man. So there is there is absolutely no way that people who listen to this have not listened to the Buttercast. But Peter, do you want to explain what the Buttercast is to uh, people who somehow have not heard of it? I can I can it's do my best. Time. Uh how much time do I have? Did I just run you out? You have Damn. you have all the time you want. Like Oh, all right. Uh so I started this podcast uh a while ago. I really have no idea. It's over a year at this point, maybe a year and a half. Um and it's revolved around a movie theater, a fictional world where two brothers who own a movie theater, um Peter Theater and Theodore Theater, they run a podcast in this world and this world also has anthropomorphic characters that are alive that come to life through the magical properties of the real butter hence the real butter butter cast so this real butter um if it's spilled on something anything it will in some way shape or form come alive it's always a wild card you know sometimes it'll be very articulate with its words whatever it is and sometimes it just comes out as a wild beast and some sometimes you gotta put it down and it's really sad and we play god it's horrible and it's fun (laughs) all the time and uh alex joined uh a little bit ago and it was he's a perfect fit and we all clicked and it's really fun and we do a bunch of skits and bits and everything in between and freestyles and it's it's a blast and it'd be awesome if you wanted to join the butter cast yeah um, yeah, go fucking listen to it. I work so hard, <laughs> and, uh, and all all, of the, all those guys who know me and who listen to this show know what kind of bullshit I bring to the table over there. So I I, I fuck their cast up good, and what um, we get to swear here. So I got you like for me swear, and you listen to the buttercast. Come over here, and you can hear me say, you know, shit and poopy farting. But damn it, I gotta swear better. So, I'll swear better. <laughs> Butter. Wait. Um, I got halfway through the uh, the Bill and Ted episode, and 
I think now, now that you've described like how you guys play God over there, like I think I know how that episode ends with the with the with the with how you make the popcorn guy. Oh yeah, Bonnie Reese. Yeah, our our magical friend made a, entirely of popcorn. We we threaded together a bunch of popcorn and formed a person, not a man or a woman. We didn't we didn't want to discriminate because it wasn't born yet. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Twenty twenty. Yeah, it's twenty twenty. So it's we had a keep... year. Yeah, it is unfortunately. Good year. Um, <laughs> not a good year. Not a good year. Gotta admit. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really fun, and we've. Oshin does a lot of the uh, the work in post and puts things together, makes things sound nice. And lately, he's been putting in sound effects and whatnot. So it's just up in the game even more and more. It's it's a blast. It's awesome. It absolutely. is absolutely a blast. It is something special. It will destroy my podcast. I guarantee it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. What a, um, well, we what have that. A lot of the reasons that, you know, it's fun over there is it, when it comes to writing stuff like that is you have boundaries and, and you have rules that you get to play within. But here, you know, there's a lot more freedom. We can get, as I like to say, cringy. We can get cringy over here. Man. <laughs> is that what you call it? Is that what you call it? Dude, in the best way ever. Like, why not? Okay. Like, come on, dude. It's like... The original, the original episodes when it started, like you said, we were getting our feet off the ground. I was way more pretentious. You were reading IMDb summaries, but now, man, it's about the wheel spinning. It's about like the movies we bring to the table. It's about every now and then you bring something that's crazy. Oh yeah, something that's that crazy is, or Zach impresses us. That is something that we forgot to mention before we started. The wheels are sentient. We are almost, almost, we are almost sure that they are sentient. Either like, that or he's a very smart NSA agent. Fuck when whoever. Zach, when <laughs> Zach described, no, no, hold on. When Zach begged and begged the wheel to land on the holiday special, it never did. That is the only reason. And then the first week he says, "I'm not going to ask for it," it lands on it. This <laughs> wheel, this, oh. the wheels are sentient. And I'm pretty sure the bad wheel is out to kill us. Chris, I, uh, huh? I don't know how to tell you this. I mean, as a friend, this is coming from a friend. You're clearly sick in the head. This is an app. <laughs> this is not. Sentient. I need. I need to know, like, like for real, that you don't think. Did you this pour is... that butter on my wheels? I swear to no! God, Peter. No. Oh, no. Do it. Swear to him. Swear to him. Swear to me. Swear to me. <laughs> That's my thing. Uh oh, sorry. <laughs> Use it. I, ladies and gentlemen, I told, I, ladies and gentlemen, I told you it was an invasion. Um, so, so Peter's here. Zach will be back next week, and so will Peter for Spider-Man Three and the spinning of I forget which wheel we're gonna spin. Um, yeah, we gotta go back. We gotta, we gotta figure that out. Anyway, we gotta start so over. no. Um, <laughs> gosh, you really want to start over? <laughs> um, so got to be honest, Chris. If he could talk you into it, I think he'd do it just for the sheer ability to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people swindle just to swindle. Some people mash away. Just want. Are to you calling me a swindler? Are you calling me a swindler? No, but I think you're good at swindling. Swindler. No. I hardly know her. Ah, oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. 
I've never, I've never. I've been thinking about this. I know, I know why. Because I always think the joke as a uh, rector. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, Wrecked him. Damn near killed him. Yes, yes, damn near killed him. That's that's why I always think. So like, I'm always thinking in those terms, and you're thinking the right way. Well, I mean, I have you actually almost killed someone before? Through the rectum? No. Oh yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> no, damn it, no. Oh. Hmm. Bucket list. Are you serious? Sure <laughs> Start over, guys. I just... <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris, don't listen. Chris, no. Chris, please. Please, please, um, please. Look, don't listen to his puppy dog eyes. Okay. Can I uh, anyway, so how'd you guys? Uh, how'd you guys like Spider-Man Two? This time in person. How we do this? Yeah, I didn't this wait, this. wait a minute. Bro. There are rules here, man. <laughs> there may be freedom, but there are slight rules. And that All is, right, well, I can talk about almost killing a guy through his rectum, but I can't ask you how you like the movie. Yet. Get out of there. First, we're going to talk about Get out of where? I'm not in there. Out of here? <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> where? This thing or this? You know what we're talking about. Drugs. Where's the bleach? Where's the bleach? <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> okay. This is a very visual podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was just drinking. This is not video. Bleach. I thought I was drinking bleach. Good God. I'm drinking bleach. Shut up. I'm snorting it. I may be stupid, but I am not an idiot, okay? You may be, in, in, you may be a moron, but you're not stupid. No, stupid. Damn. Such a twit. Uh. <laughs> okay, no, news is first. I can't, I can't even right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to start over. Better than you my show. start over. <laughs> <laughs> That's starting. <laughs> this is a runner now. That's what this is. It's not gonna happen. Everyone go listen to the Buttercast. It's better than my show. You, you, you anyway. That's um. <laughs> not true. Thank you, Chris. I anyway. greatly appreciate it. It is one hundred percent accurate. This show. <laughs> Finally, someone who gives into my self-deprivation. Do it, Peter. Do it. Do it. No. No. <laughs> Do it. I've spent years in the tree outside of his house trying to shed <laughs> some fear in his eyes in a different way. Don't do it this way. He needs to fear me, okay. not <laughs> Are we okay now? Can we get that out of our system? Good. good. I mean, if you want to start over, we can start over. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, no. We are. <laughs> this is not out of our system. This is going to happen the whole time, and I'm perfectly. Okay. Um, uh, news that so... I know. We com- do news here. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. There mm. is news, barely, and also some discussion um, before we get into our main course, our main. Yeah, I loved, course. I loved Spider-Man Two. It was a great movie. You know, I thought the the cinematography. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we all knew that was coming, Peter. That's what she so, said. So. <laughs> I've lost control. It's fine. It's okay. Anyway. Um while you so, start over, it's all you. I mean 
<laughs> Welcome, one and all, to the Best Movie Podcast with friends. Insert another tasteless joke here on this episode. The Guardians of the, the Guardians God. of Light and Thunder is Christopher Nolan going deaf. Did Zack survive the Cold War? I'm almost sure he didn't. And the Birdcast invades. They've pretty much taken over the show now. <laughs> Damn it. No, Chris, you gave in. Do it, yes. Yes. <laughs> Start over again. Do it There's again. This is another thing I wanted to bring up that, that we can do tonight that I want you guys to look forward to. Chris, Peter watches Mandalorian. So you, I've given him I've given him carte blanche to say whatever he wants with you. So you guys can geek out with that. So you have that to look forward to as well. Yes. Okay. If that even happens. We're, we're, I feel like the train's off the rails now. But that's There was no train. There's no train. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Should we get into news? <laughs> For Zach's sake. Would should be, I yeah. should I do like a little news thing like boop 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 boop? Oh, like you did. In. Uh, like you just did. Yeah, this just in. Um, that's your Star cue, Lord. Man. Looks like it's gonna looks like Star Lord's gonna be in Thor: Love and Thunder. That's right. Well, really? Yep. Chris Pratt was confirmed to join the cast. Oh, interesting. Because I know at the end of the I forget which movie it was. Was it? Was it Endgame when Thor yeah. like went on? Yeah, because they so they have you know a, another movie, the other Guardians of the Galaxy thing with Thor in it, supposedly, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, I think the plan was to make another Guardians, but then the James Gunn thing happened, and then they had to push oh. it back. So this is their way of going like, well, he's going to still make Guardians of the Galaxy three, but he's got he just did Suicide Squad. He's making a show right now for DC as well. And so hmm. since he's taking longer, my guess is they're like, well, let's put Star-Lord in the Thor movie and he can fill the gap that we were going to fill the other way around. Right. So do you think they're going to do it? Um, do you think this is going to take place after that third Guardians of the Galaxy movie or before? Or like between or something like that? Like Probably. at the same time? My guess is that it's going to have to... It was always, I think, going to happen before Guardians, but that's my guess um i think it has to be before guardians 3 i think they they've got a director they've got the cast they've got everything lined up now it sounds like that's going to get shot first before gun uh is going to get to guardians um that'd be be nice i think yeah i think it's going to be before i think marvel is is pretty flexible they had contingencies if they couldn't get the spider-man rights for civil war so, I'm sure they were they accounted for maybe like a doomsday scenario, and like if somehow Guardians had to get pushed back, and this came out before then, and their plan was to release Guardians before Thor: Love and Thor: Love and Thunder, then they were right. ready for that. I wonder how prominent he's going to be in that movie if he's See, just going to be a little my cameo th- or something. That's my thing. I feel something tells me it's going to be like the same way that Doctor Strange was in Ragnarok. Uh, but in was order he, to, but did we know? Did we know that he was going to be in there in uh, Thor Ragnarok? In yes, because like, of the he, end credit, because of the end credits to uh, Doctor Strange the movie. Right, but was, I'm just that, saying because we got oh, the news through IMDb or you know whatever it is, just that Chris Pratt is in the cast. Right. So, like, did that happen with um, Cucumber Batch, whatever his name is? <laughs> yeah, my guess is we probably knew beforehand, well before okay. he was 
movie. But yeah. they, and who knows how they're saying it? He may be on that capacity. I I hope to be honest. I hope because there's already a lot of wheels spinning in that movie already. So um, I don't want too much going on. We did do on the Buttercast an entire two episodes on Tiger Watch TV. I'm not saying he can't handle himself. Big old cast of people being all funny and superhero-y. But I would say that uh, I want want focus on Jane and Thor. And I don't want – what I'm afraid of is Pratt coming in and filling in the Loki uh, Hemsworth Uh, adder that they had in those other movies and him being a comedy relief for too long. I would like if he was like um, the guy, uh, Carl Urban – in Thor Ragnarok, he's around, he's funny, oh. but and he has a moment of humanity. Like, I'd like that. Yeah, that's I, I like that too. I, I'd hope it's a little bit more than just an after credit scene. Like, I can see him coming in in the third act of the film and like just kind of being there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Right. But like, there's a you can kind of tell like there's a lead up to his character being. Um, in that movie it's not going to be right off the bat and if i'm totally wrong then i will suck my big toe you have my word well, we do that all the time here we make entire prediction episodes uh on movies um that uh, we go back and we listen and we <laughs> regret so something. here's an interesting thing it there are rumblings and speculation based on loose evidence that vin diesel is oh, God. gonna be in it no, no. Because he was in, because he was in, because according to MovieWeb.com, he was <laughs> spotted in Sydney, Australia, uh-huh. where Natalie Portman is filming scenes. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, um, who, uh, uh, the guy who played Jarvis is now a lead actor. So, yep, Paul Bettany. Why not? I don't know, man. I I think it might be a coincidence because you know he's pretty creepy. So maybe he's just following Natalie around. <laughs> man, damn! Shots fired. He is creepy. He came. Through. He's very <laughs> creepy. He is creepy. I'm gonna be honest. He did what? Maybe um. Charming. Maybe uh, Hayden Christensen gave him good. lessons. Damn. Oh, God. Could be. Chris, do you like Star Wars? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Maybe just a little. For the crossover. Maybe too much. I don't know. Uh, I love it. My, I love it. My brother was like, uh, why do you let him talk too much? Do you like let him go to? I'm like, I let him say whatever he wants for as long as he wants about Star Wars. I love digging the brain of your fandom of that. It's amazing. <laughs> it's not it's not that entertaining um anyway it finds a huge chunk of who you are and i find that to be interesting if, if you find a blade of grass to be interesting that's what it's like to find an individual's industry interesting to me we spent years on this dude i know a lot about how you feel about star wars i got anyway. you through last jedi and rides of skywalker man anyway um let's get a room i am groot <laughs> Okay. You think he's just- uh, <laughs> get a room. Okay. I don't have my translation. Um, I mean, oh, I understand that he is Groot, but I, I just, I just think that anyone else on the planet could also be Groot. That is also a, that is a great point. <laughs> like, why, um, why is it Vin Diesel? Like, what, like, is he a producer or something? Like, what, why? 
Okay. Uh, well, I don't. I'm not defending this decision, but I will say this: <clears throat> Have you ever seen Iron Giant? Of course. You know how long I've been trying to do that movie on the Buttercast? No, and you know what? It's not on any of our wheels here. Maybe you like it. Wait, which movie? The Iron Giant. This bad. I'm giving a hand gesture. This is how far apart my hands are. This bad. (laughs) Anyway, yes, I I actually... Uh, I have a story with that, a small one, but I'll, I'll okay. talk. I'll say that after you're a little bit. Yes, I did know he is. He played the Iron Giant. I think that they Superman. feel like feel like his, his the ability to emote that he was able to do with what little he had in that movie is the reason that he was able to do that here, as well as being a celebrity. That's very. Yeah. I, for one, don't care and agree. There are many voice actors who would do it for cheaper, and they just did it for the draw of Vin Diesel, which is uh, a weird thing considering any celebrity of his stature could have some bad news bears in his past when you've been in a movie like Boiler Room from the late 90s. So, you know. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think you're totally right with the emoting and what he can do. But, yeah, I it's just a lot of other people can also emote with few yes. words and whatnot it's just what good acting is the story that i had was uh i always i always watch that movie i don't think a year goes by where i don't watch that movie honestly i haven't um, seen it so long uh i will gladly watch it with you with my pants off and so he <laughs> has this little behind the scenes thing um and i remember watching it as a wee lad you know a wee little fetus but I recently watched it like a year or two ago, and he is on pills, and he's just completely, completely drunk. Like, <laughs> he's, he's talking, and he's like, he's fucking sweating, and he's just like trailing <laughs> off, and he's slurring his words. I'm like, what the hell is this? Why did they think this was a good idea to put this in behind the scenes? And I thought it was just one thing. But he's like that the whole time. And it didn't just take one day to record behind the scenes crap, okay? Like find this. I gotta find this when we're done. Dude, it like I could be misremembering it, but this was just a few years ago. And it's pretty clear that he's on something or he's just drunk or both. We find out years later you just accidentally turned on boiler room. I could have. I very well could have, but it didn't. That did that didn't taint the movie for me. But that was my introduction to like him as a person, and then I I went and looked up you know other things that he's done. I mean, no one's perfect. I mean, you know, I'm not being really hard on the guy, but he's a creep. He can be creepy, and <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. And it makes the people that are that he's creeping on uncomfortable. Like it's so. It's not hard to just be a good person and not oh. creep people out. Wow. No, it's no, it's honestly not. It's not that fucking hard. If you have a good head <laughs> on your shoulders and you understand like when you're being creepy. How dare you go after creeps so hard? I see here I am in a tree outside Chris's house. I feel oh, that. No, that's different, man. You're not like walking up to women and you know complimenting them in very uncomfortable ways and inappropriate ways on live television on recording anymore 
Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> uh. Anyway. Hey, something's trending on Twitter. Um, Alex Robles is over party. Hmm. Oh, oh god. god. Think of that. Oh, canceled! Canceled! <laughs> <laughs> my podcast. I'm not on podcast anymore. What do I do? Porn. I'm start a TV show. Or porn. Porn? <laughs> what? <Fine. laughs> I got it. Guys. All I needed was a reason. Do do do. Okay. Yeah, dude. When you guys went to go get food, I went on a full on like gospel. Tear. He went, yeah, he sang the whole time. It was about poop. Really? Oh. <sighs> missed it. We missed it. Um, well, what, what else What else is there? What else is on the news? Um, I mean, not... So, Christopher Nolan doesn't think there's anything wrong with his, uh, with his, uh, with his, uh, his audio mix. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. But he has called out on the, on the, uh, he's made a point of saying, like, Several directors have contacted him that nobody can hear his dialogue. And he's oh. just like, what is like, okay, so. Wait, what? First off, he's defending it. I Hang did on. say this can was you, a problem. In can tech. you explain this further? Like, what do you mean Christopher Nolan's dialogue? Okay, so you know how like in movies where the sound effects and the music will all be turned up and then okay. like the dialogue will be like, all the way down here. That's the problem with Nolan movies. Whereas, like, his dialogue is so da- so low on the priority in terms of the mix. So, like, imagine... Okay. So, imagine if, like, on the Buttercast... Barely... Okay, I'm here. All yeah. the... Okay. <laughs> that wasn't hard. Um, That's what she said. Okay. Um, God. That the sound effects were infinitely more audible than whatever you guys were saying. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's the problem that everybody has with all of his movies. What? Pretty much. Like he's okay. got. This was a. Th- admittedly, this was a problem for me when I saw Tenet. Really, I had, I, never I had to Tenet. get a caption box. I had to get a caption box the second time. I, was I like, haven't. I seen feel it. so old. <laughs> Weird. I've. I've never noticed that with all of his movies that I've seen. I haven't seen Tenet yet, so I would greatly appreciate all the spoilers. No, please don't. I, that's so odd. I guess I'll have to listen to it and see, but I don't want that to, I don't want that to impact the way that I, I see it now. Like if I, if I say, oh yeah, his movies, his movies might be really loud in some spots and really quiet in other spots. I'll start kind of, hearing that just by default of me thinking that but i've seen all of his i mean not all but i've seen his movies before and i've never noticed that at least to the point where i've felt like i need to tell someone or not just lower the volume here and there that's interesting people people also need to calm the fuck down he makes amazing movies and that's what you have to complain about jesus so here's so he deserves scrutiny Alex? Yeah. So that that branch is really, really thin. You shouldn't go on that one. Other one. Yeah, that one. Really? Uh, that's yeah, a that branch to, to set my Okay. Okay. I just ah! oh. You never hear the snap that kills you. Um I, I was caught by another branch. Yeah, I've, I've got a major wedgie, but I see what you're saying now. 
Yeah, it was a thin branch. That's why you didn't hear it. Told you. Metaphorically <laughs> speaking and figuratively speaking. So specifically, it's calling out. He folk. He um talks about te- not tenant. He talks about Interstellar about how he got complaints for Interstellar and really what he. Yeah. So what he said was, quote, it was a very, very radical mix. I was a little shocked to realize how conservative people are, how conservative people are when it comes to sound, because you can make a film (laughs) because you can make a film that looks like anything you can shoot on your iPhone. Nobody's going to complain. But if you mix the sound a certain way or if you use certain sub frequencies, people get up in arms. Oh, Damn. that's a fair point. We've let, we there's a lot of leniency that people give movies like Tangerine and stuff, but then like, uh, I but I don't know. It's it's about how a person approaches it. He's I, he's not making the prestige or the following or uh, insomnia or memento anymore. Like those movies have pretty good sound design to a certain extent, um, especially insomnia. Uh, and I, his later stuff, they're action movies. They're one. They're they're big action movies. He got yeah, his yeah. he got his like cut his teeth on the Batman movies, like Begins and Dark Knights. That's that's where he started to like really learn through IMAX and stuff like that. So I think he's just become way more visual than anything else. But uh, you did mention the the caption box thing, and you were watching it in a theater. So that is interesting to me. It's a you. You've got a very fair point. I'm not saying these people aren't wrong. I'm just saying I haven't noticed it. And also, like, calm down. Right. That's what people <laughs> are saying. Well, like, I, yeah, he's not David reading, Lynch. Sound design is very important. He's Christopher Nolan. Where you, it's like, yeah, I agree. Calm down. Reading the captions for Tenant actually made more sense the second time than when the first time, because there were a lot of things in the dialogue that I missed. And oh, I'm sure. it just keeps going. Like that. Right. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan here. Now I just, like, now that people are complaining, I wonder if he'll just make a movie with no dialogue. I want to see him do that now. That would be, be pretty cool. Or yeah, it's just dialogue cool. and no sound effects just to piss everyone off. Like a movie. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I think, on okay, I'll, I'll find the movie wherever the hell it is, and I'll watch it at home on my little TV that I have in my room. And Chris, I want you to write this down. So next time I'm on the show or whenever I get to watching it, I can tell you if I had a hard time hearing it or not. Okay. I trust you. I mean, I'm one person. Of Everyone has the right to their own opinion. But, right. you know. And, and if I, I'll be there the whole time while he's watching it with an air horn. And then whenever he says he can't hear it, I'm going to blow the air horn in his face. Just to make sure he doesn't forget to pay attention. That's not the first time. Mm-hmm. Is that how you guys record the broadcast? Like what? if someone messes, if somebody if somebody messes up, they just blow an air horn in their face. What? <laughs> you walked right into it. You walked right into it. Walked into what? God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I walked into it. I don't want to do it. Do you want what? Onomatopoeia. <laughs> I didn't do that to her, no. Oh. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. We have not watched that here, but I did wear that shirt today. I did wear my Oh, hi, Mark shirt today to work. You wore a skirt today? Good for you, man. Break the the mold. Oh, boy. You know somebody at my target? 
Somebody at the Target I work at, um, there's an old man who frequently wears a kilt. Cool. Does yeah. he pull it off? The real question is, does he pull it off? No. I mean, wait, kind of, yeah. Oh, my God. He, he, just, wear, he just wears a casual T-shirt, and then there's kilt. But he, See, you, said I, he, you said he pulls it off? Like, doesn't he get in trouble for that? There's kids around. He's not doing cartwheels. No, but, like, if he's just pulling it off, like, no, does he have anything no, under- no, 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 not that kind of pulling off. Get the metaphor, Oh, oh my God, it, pu- it pulled you off. It pulls you off. You pulled me off. There's a little little bit of a Korg, Korg in there. Oh, a little Korg reference. Oh, ye? Piss off, ghost! Oh, my God, ah. it, it pulled you off. Me off. Hey, guys, free Wi-Fi. <laughs> 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 that movie's that's so great. What, what, what I, other news is there? Do tell I me. think that's pretty much it. Really? So half of it is just people complaining. Constantine 2. Wait, what? Constantine 2. You gotta be kidding me. This you gotta time. be kidding me. You no? gotta be kidding me. Hold on a second. What? I'm pretty sure it's been con- confirmed. Come confirmed. Stand by. That's pretty cool. Constantine 2, I do not say boo. It's a supernatural film noir. It also had Rachel Wise in there, and Kate Blanchett was pretty badass. Watch out, here comes Keanu fighting demons and also dying of cancer. Wow. I don't think I've seen the first one. It's predictable, but also really stylized. Keanu is very good. The CGI is very good, and the world is great, but like, you can call the beats of the story from a mile away. It's Blade. Yeah. It's Blade, but it's oh, God. awesome. It's like, they're both Marvel characters. And no, wait, no. He's a DC character, but I gotta say, he reminds me a lot of Blade. He is so, Mike in Marvel. Um, so, yeah, for sure. Peter Stormare, who played Lucifer in Keanu Reeves' Constantine film, has revealed that a sequel to the fan-favorite film is in the works. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. His name wrong. is Peter. His name, name is Peter. So, Peter, you want to tell us about this? Um, do you want to talk about uh, the new Constantine film? Uh, what's Why his, are you holding what's on his on middle? Us? What's his middle and last name? I can only tell you his last name. It's Stormare. Okay, Stormare. Okay. Uh, w- can you give me like an estimate on where he lives? Russia. Sorry. I'm Is it really of, Russia? John, no, I'm thinking of John Wick three. I don't know, but it's not your. It's not American. I think he's okay. Um, I'm sure he has a place in Hollywood. I'll be able to find that really. Oh easy. yeah, no, dude, he's been in amazing. He's been in a lot of stuff. You would know him if you saw him. Um, and for sure. He, I'm just saying, like, there oh, can only be guy. one. I can't. I can't tell you where he lives. He is an oh that guy. Yeah, for sure. Well, that that's fine. I mean, I I, I haven't run into a problem. In the past, a freaking not pencil. Can you believe that he did that? Do you know who we're talking about? Do you know yes, who we're talking about? I think I know what you're talking about. I'm asking Peter. Oh, oh no, I was just getting his information down because he has my name, and I, there can only be one. Oh, no, so, right. you're gonna roll, dude. Peter, you have to stop cutting off the heads of other Peters. Uh, there's, there's, I, I don't know if I, I can't not do that. I mean, it's just in my nature. Highlander was a movie, dude. A movie? Yeah, it wasn't a documentary. Oh, fuck. What did Poppy Poppy tell you? What did Poppy tell you? 
It tells me a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, Poppy's a piece of popcorn on the Real Butter Buttercast, and yeah, he's very... Um, so how long has he been alive for? Uh, I It's over a year now. Uh, he, okay. He was birthed shortly before the Buttercast, maybe a few months before. That's when we were like, oh my god, we should have Poppy on the on the podcast he's very vindictive he's adorable yeah he's um he's he's very adorable I and i think <laughs> he puts off this this energy that makes you just see him as you know a narcissist you know he's narcissistic and his love for just absolute carnage but he has a soft side and if you can if you can see that if you can hear that um you know you're not a moron yeah and he won't hurt you. I have to. I have to say, when I listened to the Star Wars episode, the way that he would swing, the way that Poppy would swing the toothpick at Alex, and then Alex would be like, "Ow, ow, oh my god, you're just so adorable." He just kept calling him adorable. Yeah, like, that could, I literally, I literally lost it. I was like, "This is too much." Yeah, it's uh, uh, Buttercast is chock full of that. Yep, Ooh. that was. I think that's when we knew it would be great. I think that's what Poppy needed. Poppy needed a foil who just didn't understand that he was a hateful little dude. And um, he hasn't I, said I the N word yet, right? <laughs> um, um, considering the way this election has been going, um, no. yeah, no, he has not, nor will he ever. He's not uh, racist. No, he's just he likes, you know. Well, he, he hasn't met me stuff. yet, so he's I like never a super will. villain. <laughs> he's not a real-world evil person. He pushes that boundary sometimes, but he's he's cartoonishly evil. That's why he's adorable. He'll he's he's like those um uh, what are those the sweet gummy the sour commercials where he'll cut off your hair and first then he'll sour. Squeeze. first they're sour then they're, uh, they're sweet exactly that's poppy. Yeah, he's also, most like salty though. He's very. Yeah. Very, very savory. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how long until one of you guys eats him? Oh, uh, well, him. we've tried before. Actually, it's happened. It's more than it's more than likely Poppy would eat one of us before one of us eats him. Okay, because I was thinking like it would turn into like an Osmosis Jones kind of thing. Oh my god! <laughs> Where it just lives inside you and just finds ways to like screw you up from the inside. Oh my god! What if we magic school bus Poppy into one of us? <laughs> oh my god. I think I think there'd be a way for him to do that. I also think there'd be a way for him to just ratatouille it. Just puppeteer. Oh, we've been talking about that for a while. It can't be me. Though. It can't be me. <laughs> is it you right now? Uh, Poppy? Yeah, is he just okay, just with your left hand, not your right hand, your left hand uh-huh. r- raise it up. Okay, yeah. and then just vigorously wipe your head around just to make sure he's not on there. Uh-huh, which head? I'm good. The big one. <laughs> Go on. If you want to restart, Chris, we can restart. It's all right. I completely understand. You did it before. You know, there's no reason that you can't do it again. Perfect. This is so much fun. This is as much fun as I thought I'd have. Oh, man. Having so much fun. Okay.
I think that's for, okay. So besides Constantine, like my mom yeah. is gonna be happy. Um, she loves that movie. That's good. Um, besides that, I, I never really like watched it start to finish. All I know is that um, Keanu Reeves tried to, tried to uh, drown Rachel Weiss in a bathtub, and that didn't work oh. out. That's oh. all I know. That's it's interesting. Than you remember, it's better looking than you remember. I see. Anyway, um, that's pretty much it for news. So yeah. this is this is where we talk about what we watched throughout the week. Oh. Or absorbed in visual information. That was an hour. Well, that's, that's that does not narrow it down for me. I, <laughs> are you kidding well, me? There, there are things that we're watching for the Buttercast that I think we should save. But we did watch Brick. We will be we will be doing stuff. Yeet! On Brick. So we we watched that here on this show, so we can talk about that a little bit. Like Peter, I think your first reaction might mirror Chris's a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again because if I don't like you know understand the movie, I have a podcast about reviewing movies, and also we do a lot of jokes. Like that's not the main reason, but still, I'm gonna watch it again if I don't understand it. I'm not gonna be you know a bigoted Muppet lover and <laughs> not understand right. one movie just because I didn't watch it more than once. And you know we're all human, right? So okay, I feel I, I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Chris. And so I uh, I watched I watched it with Alex, and the dialogue threw me off at first. Like I I understood like what they were doing. It's a noir in set in high school, so of course the, these characters are going to be very adult and very almost play like. So it it mm. it threw me off a little bit because I'm like, God damn, they are talking so weird right now why would they talk like that but i honestly like the even watching it once i that i didn't let that interfere with how the movie looked and what the story was it was still very entertaining there were some parts where i'm like what did he just say like it's almost like shakespeare at some points where i'm like what oh he's gonna go find that guy but it took him you know 30 seconds to say that which isn't a bad thing. It just threw me off because I wasn't prepared for that sort of thing. So I guarantee the second time that I watch it, I'll hate it even more and just completely berate the entire <laughs> film on my podcast. Ready? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> like, this was... Okay, so when I watched it and we talked about it, this was when... This was before The Last Jedi. And I'm like, okay. I was like, okay, Alex... I'm afraid of this guy, Ryan Johnson. I think he's going to do something with my Star Wars that I'm not going to like. And Alex talked me down and said, watch Brick, you big moron. Just watch Brick. And I did. And I'm like, you also, I also watched Looper. No, but uh, hadn't you seen it by that point? You might have seen it, right? Looper? Yeah. Wait, did I see Looper before Brick? I'm not sure. I'm asking I if thought. you've seen it at all. Seen Looper? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Just yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I have seen Looper. That should be one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah, it, it's really good, especially when he goes in and kills the little girl. Dude, I... <laughs> yes. Who ever thought we get Christmas shit like that? That's amazing. I have. I haven't seen it in so long. Like that was one of my 
kind of pre-teens movies where I'm like, yeah, teleportation. And I had my school iPad and I had iMovie on there and I got like stop motion stuff and like little movie maker magic stuff. And I was like, yeah, I could teleport. Like that was such a thing for me. I, I, I adore that movie. I do not remember really <laughs> anything about it other than like he was worried that he would accidentally teleport into someone else or into a wall. Uh, dude, I gotta see Brothers Bloom again. I think I'm gonna do that before. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's not Loop. I'm thinking of Jumper. Isn't that Jumper? Oh, oh right, that is Jumper. <laughs> I was like, wait, this is this doesn't sound right. I'm like, this doesn't sound like Looper. At like as I'm fucking explaining what the movie is, I'm like, wait, I was confused too. I'm like, oh wait, I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> my head, and I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever picture he's painting is what I'm seeing. And I'm like, wait a second, he's in teleportation? <laughs> all I remember is the guy. Oh. All, I, all I remember was the guy's, like, limbs disappearing because he was getting tortured in the past. Well, that's okay. Yeah, no, we are on different. We're, we're not even on the same, in the same book, no, let alone the same page. No. Like, okay. All right. That's my Are we bet. even in the same library? No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I got this from ebook. Okay. Okay. So, have you seen Looper then, Peter? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, where he uh he goes on a killing spree. Uh, he like kills a guy with a pencil. Damn it! That's uh that's uh that's, that's John, John Wick. Wick. That's John Damn Wick. Um, is it the Listen, one? It's the one where Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks like a young Bruce Willis, but not really. Oh, yeah, and they completely just make up how time travel works. Yes, I remember yes. that. Yes, okay. <laughs> that's Looper. <laughs> we have, that's on our Goodwill, isn't it? Yes, it, it's been there since day one. <laughs> since day one. That is a day one movie, yeah. Wow. Day one. Looper, you're gonna come soon. Daylight come and we won't go home. Uh, oh, uh, I don't have anything. Sunday, Sunday, Banana uh, Boat. Great song. Um, so... Start over? <sighs> <laughs> so good. Because so <laughs> we'll all understand. I mean, it just depends on what your time frame is tonight. I mean, no, Peter! Don't do it! Don't do it, Chris! Don't do it! <laughs> We've already come so far. Oh, no! We've come so far. <laughs> breathe, breathe, man. Ah, all right. Um, yeah, Spider Man. What did we? Yeah, what did we watch this week? <laughs> besides, well, besides, okay, I was gonna say besides Spider Man, I'll let I'll let Alex go first. He can can start us off. Uh, I'm great. Gonna... So I want. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's pretty much it, actually. To be honest, <laughs> we're gonna spend we're gonna spend an episode on Brick. We're gonna do an episode on Hitchhiker. Uh, uh, I've watched a couple other Ida Lupino movies. Those are pretty good. We're gonna talk about her. Um, and pretty much it. Like, you're a busy guy. It's understandable. Um, what did I see today? Uh, no, no, you know what I watched? I rewatched what? Finding Forrester. Finding Forrester again. I legit sat down and was like, I'm going to watch this movie as I set up my room. 
as I was moving and everything is up there. I mean, it's a pretty good looking room now. I've got a couple blank walls for posters that I want to get set up. But oh, the Sean Connery movie. Got it. Yeah. Um, so I was on Twitter <laughs> and this guy who's like, this movie's a piece of, piece of shit. It's a terrible movie. It's an awful movie. And some people were like, oh, it's good and I like it. And some people were like, oh, it's terrible. It's because Sean Connery's after the movies. And uh, I was like, it's a, it's a, got a great mood about it, man. Like the soundtrack, the music uh, it, by Miles Davis and Bill Frizzle, uh, the cinematography, just, it's such a good New York movie. It's such a good fall movie. But more importantly, Rob Brown, like the guy, the kid in that movie is so good. And I think the biggest problem with the movie is the script. The script gets in its own way. Everything else is like, Solid. That movie is solid. It's cheesy, but it's got a. It's just. It's a total vibe, and I love it. And like it, nice. I, I will adopt it. I like that guy. Doesn't know what he's talking about. I remember several points. I was like, this movie is awesome. This movie's just like all the kids that like are with Rob Brown that are playing his high school friends. They're all like real kids. They're not actors. They were just like improvising That's those. Cool. And it's like I'm watching huh. this, and I'm like, Dude, Gus Van Sant knows how to make a mood. Like it's a much better mood, I think, than. Goodwill Hunting, but I, I think Goodwill Hunting is a better movie because it's a better script. So what's what's this movie called? Finding Forrester. Okay, not Dory. No. <laughs> this is, uh, is that... above. above yeah, I, I miss I misheard you, and I was like, this is that fish movie. No, <laughs> no, this is this is not a movie about special uh, uh, special needs kids. This is they, um, right the teleporting and you know. No, Hagen Christensen is not in this. He just—he's not with his girlfriend, Rachel Bilson, um, okay. at the time. Gotcha. You know, no murdering children. Kristen Stewart is in his sister. Okay. Interesting. I remember Jumper. I like teleportation. Matt Carl was my favorite X fan. What? What? Uh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh good for you, man. I want to teleport? That would be the power I want, man. Screw flying. Yeah, teleport. Pretty awesome. Yeah, oh my god, I'm terrified of heights anyway. I wouldn't want that. Exactly. You it's... can like you can rob things, you can get out of any situation if you're having an argument with somebody and they're like, What are you gonna say for yourself? I'd be like, Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. It depends on how, you know, realistic you want to get into it, because if you were able to fly, you would also have to have some other power where your skin is really durable and your nerve endings are really, 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 really not a thing because well, you're going to be really cold. Well, that's if you want to go high and go crazy with it. If I could fly, man, like I would just, you know, get, you know, fly like above, above cars a little bit. Like I don't have to like maybe, maybe above um, telephone poles. So I, I ain't hitting that shit. So like, you know, I don't need to go up really super high. The whole point about flying is that you can, you don't have to walk and you don't have to do that stuff. Like, right, just, right. It's like swimming. Whenever you swim and you like are above the grass, like you're in a like maybe six foot pool and you see the bottom and you see it go deeper and you feel like you're flying and like levitating a little bit. I like that more than I would flying. I wouldn't necessarily have to go crazy and be where planes are and get bugs in my face and be freezing cold. Like, you don't have to be super tall. I mean, but it's super high. Yeah, that's that's really fair. It's kind of funny because when I, I I have a lot of dreams about flying and I'm never really high up. It's like one of those what you were describing where actually you're even closer to the, the pool floor and you're almost crawling on it. 
that's what my dreams are. So it's funny you say that. It's either that or it's like some Minecraft creative mode where you're just kind of running on the air. And you're not really horizontal, you're more vertical. Dig it. But also, yeah, fuck flying, dude. Shit's whack. <laughs> Teleporting is where it's at, man. The beginning of X2, X-Men 2 United, where like he just beats the crap out of everyone in the White House. Yeah, That's dude, it's epic. Shit is awesome. So the only good thing about Looper is the special effects. Everything else is just... I'm yeah. not a... But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, Nightcrawler at the beginning of the second X-Men is badass. Well, you can be Nightcrawler, and I can be another guy who can teleport that just has orange for his color scheme. Oh, that's fine, man, because I, I love the fact that he also looks like a monkey and a sloth. I love it. I love Nightcrawler that he's weird, and he's, you know... I don't care that he's religious and scars his body with his sins. You know, I can get over that. I've, I've seen the Da Vinci Code. I'm cool. He's also not orange. I'm fine with that, too. I, okay. He's blue. His fur is blue, which means I can wear orange, and I compliment it. No, you can't, because orange is my thing. I already called it. It, it could be your thing all you want, but I can still have some orange on me, and uh, uh, that's fine, because people, uh, people have competing primary colors all the time. Maybe if you mix orange with another color and make it red or something else, like, yeah, you could do that. You are not the boss of me, so. I don't know. You don't know which X-Men you are, so. I'm my own X-Man, man. Then you have no seniority. I'm, I'm Nightcrawler. I have much more seniority than you. I was in the arcade. Fuck off. Way to be original, dude. <laughs> cool. Yeah, Spider-Man, great movie. <laughs> I think we should start over. Almost there. Almost. Yeah, there. you want to you want to start over, Chris? I feel oh, like we could clean that up a bit. Do you guys want to talk Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah. I, I've watched right. other stuff besides yeah. the Mandalorian. Nope. Like, if you, you want to get into that last or sure. something, I don't let's know. get into Mandalorian last. No, 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 okay. Yeah. All right. Um, other stuff that was was that it, Alex? I didn't want to steer you no, off. I, the other stuff was the the cast. Outside of that, it was sleeping and work. Yeah. <laughs> respect. Nothing but respect. Respect. But Alex over here, making his time, getting stuff done, moving and stuff. For me, I have way too much time on my hands. Um, so it's more of a question of what I haven't watched. And I guess I'll narrow it down from, you know, YouTube stuff from, you know, series on netflix or you know a streaming service or or a movie but yeah I, I saw brick um i actually recently uh watched the witcher for, i think it was the second time and that that was actually just a few days ago where i i just binged it within like two days um i've just been in, in like a kind of fantasy mood for some reason i, I don't know i don't know why it's just kind of gotten more ni- into it lately it wasn't usually in the past, it wasn't kind of my cup of tea, but I've kind of, I've gotten more into it, and it it's more of a niche thing, like The Witcher, than it would be Lord of the Rings, which I still I think are enjoyable movies, but I just can't really immerse myself in there for some reason. I don't I don't know why. It, it's got to be wow. something kind of a little bit different, I guess, than like the mainstream sort of thing. That's why I, I really enjoyed the The Witcher. I'm I know it's not a a niche thing i mean it's very popular there's books there's board games there's video games and now there's a tv show so i don't know there's just something about the witcher that i i just like 
I, I, I like it for some reason. And I had to watch it a second time because I was completely, completely lost with the storyline and how things were working because I was, I don't know what I was doing. I was doing something while I was watching it on and off, which I don't normally do, but when it's TV shows and I'm binging something, I'm going to get a little like fidgety, you know what I'm saying? So I was like doing something, but the, the timeline, I, I don't know. I know Alex, you haven't seen it, uh, but uh, have you seen it, Chris? Seen what? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just read. I was reading about how Sylvester Stallone didn't join the Suicide Squad. Ruthless, ruthless. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if uh, you wanted to start over, or if you wanted to keep going. <laughs> now I kind of want to. After that, I feel bad. No, it's all right. I was talking. I was talking about Jumper and Hayden Christian. No, uh, have- The Witcher. Have you seen The Witcher? I have not. Okay, so I won't. I won't spoil. I don't really like spoiling stuff. If people haven't. Sure, haven't yeah. seen, especially if this is a podcast. Exactly, I don't want, I don't know, but exactly be here, and um, he has absolutely seen it. Wait, what? Zach next has seen Zach, it. Yeah, Zach has seen it. When he's here, he can totally uh, gabagool with you. Awesome. Um, I don't. I guess you know. I got to spoil at least a few things, especially if we're talking about you know a Spider-Man movie. But you know, yep. spoil a little bit of spoilers probably down the line. <laughs> I don't spoil much about The Witcher. But I had to watch it a second time and just fully immerse myself and not do anything else, no distractions kind of thing, because the timeline is really interesting. The uh, Geralt is his name, and he's the Witcher. So his storyline is like decades and decades and decades. And then there's, you know, there's an A story, B story, C story, and it goes from there. There's a lot of a lot of characters. And then there's uh, another character that they're kind of tethered to one another through some things that are going on that happened. Um, And she's like, I don't know, 13 or 14, maybe 15. She looks really young. And so there's her story as well. And she's pretty much human. So when we're going back and forth between Geralt the Witcher and Ciri... I'm thinking like it's a meanwhile thing, you know, like really bare bones kind of storytelling where it's meanwhile, this is happening. Meanwhile, this is happening. But I didn't I didn't catch that, you know. This was happening decades and things were happening decades and decades before it led to Siri. So I had I, I got super confused and I had to look it up the first time I was watching, like, what the hell is going on? Because you see Siri's mother and it honestly looks like a, a recast in a way because they're the same age and they look almost the same and uh the series grandparents are of course her, her mother's parents and they didn't look like they, it didn't look like they aged much mm-hmm. so i was just super confused like what the hell is going on and but after after i talked to um one of my friends about the show and she kind of you know explained to my dumb ass what was happening and then i read about it i was like okay all right no i I get it i get it i get it so then i i watched the second time and it was it was amazing honestly it's one of the best storytellings that i've i've seen in the tv show and i like that it it's not a linear thing i like that it's you you have to really listen to the dialogue because sometimes they'll be like yeah i haven't seen you in like three years and you're like holy shit three years just happened in like a matter of 30 minutes 
Wow. So it, it's, it's really cool. And I mean, it's hard to do that, especially when there's books and video games and everything. It, you know, it's a Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter kind of thing. But in this case, it's a it's a series that's like, you know, an hour long. So you kind of have more room to do that sort of thing than it, you would when you're making a Lord of the Rings movie or a Harry Potter movie where you really have to pick and choose like, OK, what's what are we doing in this, you know, in this scene, in this one movie? So. That's why I, I just I like it. It's really fun. It's interesting. I like the not just the storytelling, but also the the actors and the cinematography. The soundtrack is amazing. I love a good soundtrack. Alex knows that. Um, and I love that Henry Cavill's in it. And I love that before they even figured out other casting or anything, when they were just in the talks, producers were in the talks of doing the show. He called them. He had his management call them every day. So he could be Geralt because he loves he loves the story so much. He plays the video game. He's he's a huge nerd. He's a huge geek yeah, nerd. He's a huge nerd. I love it. And it's I just I love that he's such a he's such a just a, he's just a teddy bear. And it's it's so adorable. And he he's really into I think it's Warcraft. I could or Warhammer. Is it? I think it might be Warhammer. I'm not, I'm not sure. The last geeky thing I saw him do was build a computer for everyone on camera yep. quietly my, my father used to do that all the time and i was like oh my god one day when i just need it i'm just gonna put that on with him and we're just gonna like chat and talk and it's gonna be great like that's the kind of nerdy thing that i i love so like when i heard that he put the uh was into stuff like this i was like i hope he's not like uh vin diesel weird about his D D stuff <laughs> <laughs> that, no i think terrible last witcher that was a last witch hunter movie uh, so, but I heard Witcher was good, and I was like, okay, cool. But I, I, you know, oh. I love Bill too. I think he got a rough with Superman, so I'm glad Witcher's working out. He really, he really did get a, a, a rough start with that, with with the Superman, or not really a start, just a rough time. But I think if anyone is gonna play this character, it should be him. Like honestly, he deserves it. I mean, yes, he uh, it should be a good actor, of course, but he's so immersed in that story already, where it's he just appreciates it so much and it's not just a job for him he's like was super excited it's like it, for me it'd be like if i was in hollywood and i heard there was a spider-man movie coming out i'd be like call him i want to be spider-man i want to be spider-man <laughs> every day <laughs> and then getting it be like damn right i got spider-man yeah dude you make great miles thanks man thanks man <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna Michael Jackson this, okay? <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. I mean, if you want to recast the kid, the whole point for his character was to add more diversity, and it wasn't just a tokenism kind of thing. But like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Tall, curly blonde, Miles. It just screams Miles to me. White? Huh. I feel like <laughs> to fall again. I don't know. I feel like karma is just speaking to me and you that you might just fall again that branch that you're sitting <laughs> on looks, looks really thin man i'm just saying i don't know it's real yeah, thin. i don't think you're a prophet or anything i think i know what i'm saying ah! <laughs> Aha! yeah that's what i thought oh another wedgie wow. but this time for the front side oh man oh. God. Oh. that's why oh. you double up on underwear but nothing else underwear i'm wearing a thong well that's i'm surprised it hasn't broke yet and the song is backwards oh god <laughs> <laughs>
You got you got no support, man. You got no support. I, I, I can't print. <laughs> I got all the support I need. Uh, anyway, that's enough Jesus. of me. Now, now, the Witcher. Mercy. Uh, I guess that's that's really all I really wanted to say. I was uh, actually really tempted to watch uh, Spider uh, again, but Spider-verse? yeah, Spider into Good the Spider Verse. But I, I I was holding up. I was really tired the, the other night, and I was like, you know what? I need to just give Spider Man a, a breather here. <laughs> I I started uh, Spider Verse, and I got all the way up to when. Parker dies, and um, that's that's pretty close to the start. Yeah, I, I yeah about twenty minutes in, then I was like, I gotta stop this and just like wait because it's just so good. And it's because yeah, that's the so reference ones we watched here. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I do think the one we're watching tonight is one of the most important ones that that's been around. But like every time I watch Spider Verse, I'm like. This is the best Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so yeah. good. Just did it right. It is okay. really good. Um, okay, so in terms of what I want, okay, so sometimes there are instances where I don't get around to watching anything, but I have played stuff. So like, la- like a few weeks ago, I told I was I. In this segment, I brought up to Alex the story to Madden NFL 2021. Mm-hmm. And how insane it is. It's it was crazy. About See, I, is this a video game? Because I, I did a video not game whatsoever. I know I made a Minecraft, you know, little reference there, but that's Minecraft, you know? Like, I don't, I don't game at all. Not like this in the world that story like kind of like transcended like for me i was like this is so insane i need to get this off my chest <laughs> like it was i'm gonna give chris some time here and like kind of nutshell it for a second but we went on like a good it was a good hour of me freaking out as he was telling me this story but basically the whole point of the game is that you feel like you're a, a talented athlete who goes through the ruminations to all the way up to being an NFL player. So you go through high school, you go through college, you yep. have friends, you have a family, you have to make decisions that involve school. You, would you go to a party? Do you not? All things that lead you to define who your character is before you... Not exactly. <laughs> to a certain extent, like, but it's a narrative is the point. Like, yes. They, a lot of the okay. decisions are made for... It's like a choose-your-own-adventure, but in a video game, but that's where they're taking you. They're taking you as a football player to the NFL from high school or whatever. But all through this process, you have, like, was it a brother? You have a rival named Tommy Matthews, played by Ty Sheridan. Played by Ty Sheridan. And played, the story, yeah. it's so personal and, like, Shakespearean and, like, fucked up. But, like, in the most annoying, of, in, like, way possible because this game is not for it's not for the it's not for people who want a story like that it's for people who want to just fucking play football it's madden they just want to play it they're not looking for like a truly challenging story about like backstabbing friendships and like psychological games between fr- it's so weird it's so <laughs> weird and i was like why are you doing it? i just want to play football 
I'm like putting my head in. I'm putting my mind in like anyone who would buy this game, and I'd be like, I just want to play football. What are we doing? What's going on? <laughs> it's, it's like been written about. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like if cool. you meet a girl and she's like, I'm an easy, I'm an easy going. Just have a so, and then take her home, and she's like, immediately we're getting married, and you're like, whoa! I just here's how crazy it gets. I'm gonna wrap whoa. this up in a nutshell. Here's how crazy it gets. So. Ty Sheridan, who plays Tommy Matthews, who was the starting quarterback in your high school football team, okay. has a congenital heart defect. Okay? okay? He is literally, like, out of breath and, like, exhausted during the games. Why is he playing as a As a quarterback. Why is right? he playing sports? He's so I don't good. know. I don't know. So, so you back up for him. And you do infinitely better than him. You yeah, literally you know. have to come back from his deficit. And so then he's like, here. To, so he comes back after getting a clean bill of health after going to the hospital during a game. And he says, I'm going to play wide receiver. <laughs> and so he says, just throw uh. the ball to me so I can increase my draft stock. Or my my, uh, my scout my stock with the college scouts. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I do that. We smoke another team, and I'm like, we win the high school championship, and now it's selection day. We go to pick the college we're gonna go to. I chose USC because that's where George Lucas went, and so he picks the same college as I do. And then I'm like, oh, what a pleasant surprise. Let me hug you, man. He whispers in my ear, I want my job back. And I'm like, are what? you kidding me? Did you just go to the same school as I did just to get one up on me? And then Robert Patrick what? shows up as the head coach <laughs> of, the, of the college football team and is like, neither of you are like, and he's like, neither of you are starting. And then Hang on, what the well Yes. <laughs> yes. Dude, I just want to play football. What the fuck? This is a video game. <laughs> like it's a game. Here's, it's, it's, it gets even funnier. So crazy. Quick, so quick, so quickly. So what happens again. is doing this again. You go to college. You go to USC. Uh-huh. Robert Patrick is the head coach. Okay. So he's like, neither of you are starting. Are going to oh. be the starting quarterback? You're going to alternate. What? And I'm like, so and so. My player is like, coach, are you serious? And so this is how I phrased it, like. He pulls out his his, uh, his championship rings and puts them on the desk as if he just got up, pulled his pants down, and whipped his dick right onto the table and said, like, forget it. You're not starting for this team because I'm I have big I have big dong. And we've only been there for like five minutes. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm so happy you said it again. This is my influence on you. I love it. I Fucking love it. Continue. So we go through college. We're alternating starts. I'm doing infinitely better than him. I he gets he has to go to the hospital again during the Stop college football the <laughs> college football championship. I come back and smoke the other team and we win. Okay, so then we do this all football, 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 brother, whatever, like like your football brother, like that kind of garment is going around. And so what happens is I go to the hospital with this giant dildo of a trophy that's gold. That's just made of gold and silver. We give it to Tommy in the hospital bed. 
And he's like, like okay. please come back so we can do this together next year. And I'm like, just get healthy. And so Robert Patrick comes in when we're getting ready to <laughs> welcome. We're getting ready to welcome Tommy back to the college dorm. And Robert Patrick comes in and is like, listen, I've been thinking about this. I remember what you said to me back at the beginning of the season that I have to treat you like one of my, I have to treat you boys like one of my beloved sons. Football, 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 football. Um, and so he says, I've made a decision. Tommy's going to start as, at quarterback. I'm like, I literally paused, stopped, and walked out the room. I went on a walk. I had to, like, completely just, like, drain. And I was like, you've got to be, like, why? So I'm like, so I'm like, so he said he got a clean bill of health and that he fits better with the offense. And I literally almost uninstalled. I was like, you got to be kidding me. They wrote this. I'm like, so who made this? Okay, all right, hang on a second. So it's a game. About it's a video playing- game. It's a game about playing football. I get that there's yes. cutscenes. I'm assuming that these are the cutscenes. Yes. Okay. But now it's sounding like you can't even play the fucking game because he's playing. <laughs> You're not Is playing it... completely. You're just playing the parts where they allow you to play. Well, what's the point? <laughs> Narrative. Story. It's. It's. <laughs> I had to Google it. I had to Google it. This guy's name is Michael Young. He used to be a NFL sideline photographer up until 2015. Has been making Madden games pretty much ever since. And like he's making a hockey movie called Fleury. F L E U R Y. I am. I now really want to see it. <laughs> I really want to see this. How much you want to bet? that that movie is going to be the same concept as this game. Oh, I, I, anything, anything. So we're asking him that right now. He's like, no. Gets a racer. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> let me just, let me just erase this one thing here. Just throws the paper in the trash. And then, so I go and, so before, so at the end, I go into the draft. I get picked by the Vikings because God help me, they need a quarterback right now. Um, and oh, okay. so after that, so I'm the backup quarterback. The starter gets injured. I have to play. And then I go in and I do really well. And then as soon as he goes back in, I'm like, what the hell? Um, so then there's a press conference and a reporter asks me, who do you think has made a, b- a bigger impact on this team? The wide receiver in Adam Thielen, who is your, me- is your mentor on offense? Or is it Harrison Smith, the veteran safety who's been there for eight years? I don't, who why you've do you- only exchanged text messages with. I what? chose Adam Thielen. And I am the what? backup rookie quarterback. And Harrison Smith is like, I want out. <laughs> I'm not respected here. What the? I don't. Why are you? <sighs> I am a broken man. I still don't know, Peter. I still don't know. Don't play the, don't play the game. And that's when I uninstalled. That's okay. when I stopped to uninstall. All right. And then All I right. reinstalled and actually played the game. Oh, yeah. my God. 
just want to play football. Beautiful. Just I told, I'm, first of all, everything you just did, Peter, is exactly what I did. But I, literally, the moment he said Tommy has a heart disease, I was like, I just want to play football. <laughs> if that was a true thing in life, if I was Tommy's best friend in life and we were playing football, and he was like, I have a heart disease, man. This is gonna. Be he didn't want deal. me to tell anybody either. That guy would be like, I want to play football, dude. I just want to play football. I don't want. Anyway. I don't want any. That was last week. Like that was like a few weeks ago. Like this week, it's kind of the same oh. thing. Like, God. just go. So, just go outside and play football. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Amazing. All right. Good. We're on the same page. All right. <laughs> it, it It was. It was. It was. The t- I had to get that off my chest. It was so beautiful. So next week when Zach comes back, because. <laughs> Because he was kind enough to get me Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I will talk about it then. I will talk about Call of Duty Black Ops right. then. Next week. Yeah, that's next the best episode. Time, whatever. Um, because there's some things that Zach needs to explain in person that he's not able to explain in messaging. So this, t- so this time around, I didn't watch there's... anything. I, okay. I, same thing. I played. I played stuff. Um, I played... Black Ops Cold War. Like I said, I'll talk about it next time. Um, but I wanted to talk about um, a little, like, a game that I get made fun of for playing amongst people who play games. And that's Destiny 2. Now, Destiny is a MMORPG first-person shooter. Massive multiplayer. You, you don't know what that means. Please tell me you know what that means. Anyway. Um, so, basically, it's kind of like Star Wars, but with a lot of guns. It's kind of like, it's like Borderlands, but sci-fi, but more sci-fi. And it, well, um, there's, like, binary paracausal forces, like light, darkness, and all that other stuff. It's like a, it's like a really, like, vanilla D&D campaign. Anyway, so... This so it's been go. This game has been going for eight, no, six years now, um, across two games, and it's all. It was all about like, uh, oh how good is the light? Oh, goody boy, and um, <laughs> like there's a giant golf ball hovering over the remains of Russia from centuries ago. So. That is your good god. My, no, don't do that keyboard. Anyway, um, so now the darkness in the form of pyramid ships have arrived and have deleted half of the playable zones and introduced another on Europa. Now, this this new expansion that came out on Tuesday is about you embracing darkness powers for the very first time. And like some and like it's been building. Like you're they kill off the uh they kill off like a very charming, important character played by Nathan Fillion. Um and like then before that they take your they take your light powers away, which gives you immortality. Um, which explains the respawning and all that. Um, then, 
then they then like the darkness starts haunting you and all that and like it's been building to this and you come across this person who was burnt by per, like paracausal light forces because like the giant golf ball in the sky left their people and embraced humanity and hasn't left since and so there's jealousy involved so like a lot of a lot of broken heart stuff and so the thing that I wanted I wanted to bring up about I I am a rambler. Um, Peter, it's okay if you ramble. Um, so the thing that I wanted to bring up was like at the end of the main like storyline of the expansion is like you've been given this artifact that helps you like earn dark that's been helping you commune with darkness powers. And like so then that gets taken away from you and you can't use darkness. And then the person that's been helping you like do that is like, um, or like you, the thing is, okay. So the end, it's like, it's like, it just comes from within is basically the, like, it's like, it was always there. Like you weren't like, you may have been reborn from the light, but the dark, the like darkness powers have always been there. It's basically like, Tearing down the binary structure that has been there. Kind of like what, like, Ryan Johnson did. But this time they had a plan for it. They were planning on doing that. Um, but, like, the way they did it was, like, it, they, it's always been there. Like, um, like, you're not, like, sure, like, you were born in, you're reborn in the light. That's how guardians work in this universe. Like, they break dead, like, little robots bring dead people to life and now they can't die uh permanently um crazy right um and so it's like man you guys have been so like great just ripping like jazz and just making fun that i've been thrown off my game and trying to figure out what the point of what i was trying to say was so what happens is like um what I what I took away from that is like wow like all of that like all we literally did to wield the the wheel of darkness powers was like rem was like embrace all that pain cuz like if I think about it the, the, the actually the, another thing about destiny is like how flexible like how well you can tell your own story in your head like your head canon kind of like gels well with the story they're telling um, and like the pain, like the, the fear from losing your light powers and becoming mortal for like 15 minutes, like losing your mentor and your friend and a really charming guy and Nathan Fillion as a robot, um, being haunted by oh. all the people you couldn't save, like all that guilt and Damn. pain and fear, all that was like used to like channel and just release that darkness inside and wow. um like you didn't need that artifact that whole time like it was always there um and now with like, the artifact yeah um and now like and like now that now my headcanon is the guardian that I made like after all of that she's like she's been going nonstop like, just, like, pounding through all of this, not even taking the time to, like, letting any of it breathe, 
because she's got to save people and all that. And like now that she has finally just embraced all of that, now she has time to like grieve. Now she's like, now she's actually feeling the pain of of like losing like the pain, the fear, and the guilt. Just letting that all seep in because like the dogma, the Paracos of Light dogma says like like you're a guardian of the light, act like it. Um, and then, and now of course the dogma decrees you cannot use darkness powers because now the reason you've used it is no longer. And it's just like, you gotta be an example. I'm just like, you've gotta be kidding me. <laughs> like, wow. this is how it happens. <laughs> like the dogma has spoken and it's just like, I just really like appreciate the storytelling, like that long form storytelling. And like, I know. Like I said, I get made fun of for playing it. Like, you should play Warhammer, or you should play, like, Monster Hunter, or something like that. I'm just like, this is my jam. Oh. This is a great story, and it's not over yet either. I'm learning a whole lot more about people that I've known in this game for years. And um, it's like, yeah, it's like, they have a point. Like, the darkness just wiped out half the planets in our system. Raft the player zones like like that, and people are dead. But like, what are you supposed to do when that power is inside you and you have bottled it up for years and it's coming out? Like, and you have yeah. no control over it. But I just really like the nuance. I like the storytelling. I like where it's going. Um I swear to God, if it makes if it makes me choose, <laughs> if it makes me if it starts becoming like a choose your own adventure. I'm going to be like, why do you got to do that to me? Because <laughs> I'm so indecisive uh, sometimes. Um, but like, yeah, just like I had to, like I said, I had to get that off. I had to get that off my chest. I really enjoy Destiny 2. It's, I'm, ha I'm having a blast with it. Besides that, Mandalorian is great too. <laughs> Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for listening to me. <laughs> So, oh, dude, I'm so, I'm sorry. I was I was looking at that's the fair. Ask. That is fair. No, it's, that no, is it's 100 right. fair. That is fair. It's all I right. won't start. I'm not starting over. Um, it's, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was looking at the cast of the new Suicide Squad movie, and I just wasn't listening to you. That's fine. That's fine. I totally understand it. Because um, you were doing the same thing to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was lost. Yeah. Peter, I love you, okay? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, I let you talk, man. I, it's not, People are passionate about things, and I don't think, especially in the video game world, you should make fun of people for liking something. Go fuck yourself. People <laughs> are going to like what they want to like. Yeah. Right. Jesus, um, calm down. If, if that's where your opinions lie, go get some better opinions about real-world problems than whether someone likes a video game or doesn't like a video game. Right. So this, this all does... This all does kind of sound like he's a, a bit of a geek, though. We should push him down next time. No, I, I geeked out about Witcher, and you let me read about that, even though you weren't listening to me. <laughs> I, I, lis I was listening afterwards. I'm sorry, okay? Jeez. No, it's okay. It's I, just, feel, I feel terrible. Do, it's, I literally feel, feel terrible. It's well, if, you feel, if you feel that terrible, why don't we just restart? <laughs> so Mandalorian, right? Dude. Yeah, Mandalorian. Alex, this is like this is your warning. I know you said you're okay with it, but we're going for it. So I want to so you know. go back. I want to go back to the beginning. The beginning. Okay. 
Oh, go for it. Uh, do what you gotta the birth, do. The birth of the universe, where, um, where God, Big Bang, has three legs, um, and right. allegedly, I don't want to know uh, what that third leg was. Put us, you know, his seed in some virgin. And All somehow right. it had a shot. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go down that road. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't necessarily believe in the third leg thing or anything like that. I'm very, That's I'm funny. very open minded, but was, I just some, sometimes I like, so I like fucking with people who are, who are religious just because it's, I don't know, it's my thing. I like to get under people's skin. <sighs> but the, crawling, crawling the i just had from my snap memories um i just had it pop up i think it was just a few days ago where i was like yeah the first episode of the mandalorian was really good i can't wait to see the rest i'm like wow little did i fucking know <laughs> kind of thing. that's why i saved it i saved it because i was like i'm gonna get this in a year or two years and be like wow dude yeah yeah just you wait kind of thing um I don't know. It's. I know this is what this isn't what this episode is about. I would greatly do an entire episode of The Mandalorian with you, Chris, and Absolutely. Alex, and Zach. It'd be awesome. It'd be really fun. Um, a few things because I would highly recommend it. For me, I know I'm not the same as probably the majority, but I I really got tired of the the skywalker storyline i really did and i know it wasn't you are not treated, alone i know it wasn't treated well in the end i understand that it sucks but at what point do we just need to be like let's just let's just start over let's just do a clean slate let's right start let's just restart this episode no, literally no. alex had the same sentiment about that no no it's the primary reason of, okay this was my sentiment I'm sick of the Star Wars. I'm sick of the Skywalker stuff, too. I was promised a world beyond Skywalker with Finn, Poe, Rey, all that shit. That was promised me a world beyond it. Broom Boy. We were going to be done with the Skywalkers, and I was going to get more movies by Ryan Johnson. Shows I wanted the universe expanded beyond that stuff. But right. they totally shit the bed and gave us no future. And they instead went backwards to what you're saying and starting from scratch. And I'm like, no, don't go back. You had your chance. If you want to make that stuff fine, and I will watch it because I hear it's great, that's not what I wanted. And so that's why I'm in no rush to. But everyone seems to be digging it. In fact, I'm hearing more and more people say that the second season is way better than the first or just what's come out so far. So I am excited to watch it. The other reason is there's not a lot of episodes. So like I would slaughter them in like a couple of days anyway. Yeah. So. No, I, I. Sorry, go ahead. No, but but I, yeah, and also we were watching a bunch of movies for the other show. Yeah, no, I I totally I totally understand your point, and I was, I never got that invested with the story. That's just a personal thing, so I didn't mind it. Kind of not necessarily starting back. I didn't mean it in how how you interpreted it, but. That's how it came off, because what else would I mean by starting from scratch? Uh, I just I was just happy to see something that didn't relate to Luke Skywalker or Anakin or Darth Vader or, you know, I, I was just I mean, yes, it's still in the same universe. Yes, there's clearly uh, the same species of Yoda in there. 
called the child like that's a big mystery and it ties in with um the rebels tv show like i get it it's all immersed in itself and um at some point we're probably going to see darth vader we're probably going to see other characters show up it might just be a little a little you know after credit scene whatever you want to call it you know and i'm I'm just happy that there's something else out there now, and I think I I think Star Wars deserved it because there was a, at certain point where I would just kind of broke and was like I I don't want to be a part of this Star Wars thing anymore. Like it's just getting <laughs> and everyone's angry, and everyone has the right to be angry. Everyone has the right to an opinion, but some people are going completely overboard with their opinions and placing them in spots where that's not really where your opinion should be honestly like it doesn't you should be talking about the tokenism of how the movies were putting characters in not why people hate those certain characters and berate the fucking actors for not doing a you know a stellar job with what they were given like they can only not do not just much. that not just that like there's also some major bigotry there too because Kelly Marie Tran had to delete everything. John Boyega has openly said about how bigoted the fan base can be. Like, yeah. good God. Here, yeah. here's, my, here's my sentiment to that. A, um, that was always going to happen. True. B, the studio doubled down on that by, by allowing J.J. Abrams to, uh, send him to, to be uh, sympathetic to those people. And the wrong fans. And three, uh, I'm looking forward. I'm past this point. When these movies were going to get made, there was always going to be those fans that are awful. And the studio and the writers should have absolutely shut that down from day one as best as they could. But it was always going to happen. You needed to have a plan for the future. You needed to think beyond those things. And that's what I'm doing now. Because we've talked about uh, Chris and I for a long time about John Boyega. He's like, John Boyega's out. He's going to be out forever. I'm like, no, he's not. Here's what's going to happen. Kids who watch this movie now and loved Ray and loved him and loved Poe and loved all the new people and really had no connection to the old stuff, really. They're going to love those characters. And then years from now, they're going to get in the movie business. And then they're going to come up with a pitch to those actors years later. And they're going to say, I got a pitch for you. And it's really going to involve what Finn can do. And it's really going to involve what these characters can do. Just like they're doing for Obi-Wan right now. All right. they need is somebody years later to understand those characters, to be in the business, to come up and say, I will get this. Years from later, people will get this right. And that's why I'm thinking future. Like That's why it just blew my mind that they cut the snake, just cut the head off. Like, Of course this was always going to be a battleground, but once J.J. Abrams and them sympathized with the worst fans gave them what they wanted, and then said, we're done, that's it, nothing, here's the Mandalorian, let's go back in time. I was like, you, get, you ended the sentence on them. You've ended the conversation instead of just drowning them out. And yeah, no, I... Away. I think I, I, I'm going to hope for that too. I thought that was well said, just later down the line, which is unfortunate that's gonna, that it's going to be later down the line. But All right situations like this happen like that it's just it's just how it works unfortunately where it dies down and it comes back up again in a better way hopefully but that's i feel that way yeah specifically because of the prequels right and i i don't know it's 
of course, it's a very interesting subject to talk about because there are so many opinions about this, which makes it so great. Um, but I liked The Mandalorian in other ways than just it being something else, being something different. I liked that they they got, um, wow, I, why did I just forget his name? He, he's like the main um, kind of lead head director of the entire series. John Favreau. Thank you, John Favreau, my, my boy Johnny. And <laughs> I, I like him. I like him just as a director and how he treats his, I don't know, I don't know what you call him, just like how, how he treats his, his people that are working with him. He, he values their opinion. He gives people a chance. Like there are so many directors in that, first season that haven't done stuff like this before or that you know have done a, a few movies and he and he gives people the chance and that's I really like him in that way and he's not afraid to give them the wheel because he has that much faith in them and when you show someone that you have that much faith in them they're gonna trust you as well and they're gonna trust themselves and they're gonna be more comfortable just with what they're doing and I I just like that that's how he operates. I know other directors, of course, operate like that too. But I'm just really happy that he is one of the people that are now involved with the Star Wars universe, and I like. I just, I just like that. Um, and so I was, I was really happy to see that, and I, I really enjoyed the behind the scenes, just kind of them at the round table, just talking about stuff and talking about the, the. Um, the show and they had every uh, every episode had a director, you know, so they had they had those directors come back in, in many times in those behind the scenes, uh, behind the scenes, uh, you know, little entries and videos and just seeing how John, my boy Johnny interact with them. It just kind of warmed my heart because I, I just I liked him as a person already. And I was also just like, oh, he's just. He's just so respectable. You didn't remember just... his name. You don't know John Favreau. You didn't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just. <laughs> That's how it works, man. You know me at this point. You know me at this point where I will just forget. I, I have a whole podcast and I forget what I said in the, like, the next week. Like the next couple of days, I'll get a text from Alex or his brother who listens to it and be like, dude, that was hilarious. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> like i i don't know i don't know because we listen it's, back he doesn't we listen back we are we are fans avidly it's I just it's just how it's just how i operate i'm sure in any other conversation outside of the one where this where his name matters i would be able to remember his name you have my word you uh, don't know him personally though kill my I don't know him personally but i like how he treats his cast and i like how he operates as a director Anyway, besides that, uh, I like that they're doing um, things practically, and I like how they're using this new kind of set. Uh, I yep. forget the specific term of it, but it's it's basically uh, it's a, Unity. They use the Unity engine to project like onto a, a screen. giant screen, LED and the camera. Screens. Yeah, yeah, LED screens, and the um, the camera is tied to the engine. And they, as they move the camera, the background on the screens moves so that it, um, you know what I'm talking about. 
yeah, yeah. So it works. It works like VR, but it's like yeah. if you were watching someone play VR and they're like connected to the TV screen, that's what it's like. So when the camera moves, the whole set moves, and the set is basically a giant um, cylinder, a really short and in fat cylinder where the screen wraps around almost if not 100 uh i think i think it might be just half or it might be a little over half but for the sake of just talking about it, it's basically a 360 screen really high definition leds um and it's really cool and I, it's pretty groundbreaking i know other movies have done it in the past but they had their crew because you know disney has the money to to create something new like this and really use it. So it, I, it's groundbreaking stuff what they're doing and they don't have to worry that much about lighting because those are LED lights and they have lights on the top and on uh, projecting onto um, especially like the Mandalorian armor, which is chromatic and shiny and reflective. So you don't need to go back in and post and put in the little details. The details are already there. It's just practical in that sense. And it's so cool, especially with the behind the scenes, because you can see them placing objects in that, you know, kind of um, just in that universe. Like, oh, we need, can you put a rock right here? Yeah. And they just put a rock right there virtually, and it looks like it's just a real rock. It's insane. I know that's how technology right. works now, but it's just so, it's so immediate. It was so mind-blowing to me to see that. And I, I love that they are combining movie magic cgi and effects with practical real real world stuff that's what it's right. supposed to be about we've had conversations in the past on the buttercast with um with oshin who plays theo and he's just he likes practical stuff and if he notices that it's cgi or some movie magic thing it it taints the image of the movie for him and i think that's insane right. Like, I'm a little bit like that where I'm like, oh, and it kind of puts me out of the movie, but I don't dislike the movie because of that. The whole point is to marry these two things together and make it seamless and make it so much greater than it would be if it was just all practical or if it was just all movie magic. Yep. That's it. All it's... right. Good night, guys. No, no, no. So, like, no, um, I. I think. Um, oh gosh, no, not that callback, no. <laughs> oh god, oh god, Zach's back. Oh no. Sorry, uh, I was just. So, no, no, no. I just had to start up my lawnmower one one last time. I got to empty out the oil just so it doesn't sit in there. Got it. Oh okay, interesting. Okay. Interesting time yeah, to do you, it. Yeah, you really shouldn't leave the oil in there. It can it can go bad and it can really mess up the the engine of whatever you're using. That's what so. she said. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> You should get that looked at, dude. That ain't good. Uh, so, um, in, in, no, you should. What Oshin, what Oshin says, yeah, that, he does say that. But what I find interesting is that what we're talking about right now is a breakthrough. Obviously, it's effective. Mm -hmm. Obviously, because you you liked it, and other people have been talking about it. Uh, years from now. People will look at that the same way people look at the Matrix, and they'll be like, "Yeah, you know, it was an interesting idea, and it was really effective and cool looking." But you know, it was forward thinking for the time. We now know a better way how to different means, and it's you know, kitsch. 
and, and that's why his approach to it is so interesting to me because you have to be a little you have to think of the intention which i find interesting with favreau because he started with the films he started out with writing swingers making made with uh, with vince vaughn and how improv improvisational that movie is and then later moving on to zathura and then it, it just makes you understand why he would make a decision like making the lion king and realizing oh that was just you know a mistake he right. was, he was interested in an idea, but it turns out it was bad, and <laughs> he shouldn't have done it. And you start to think, oh, okay, well, it, that's why he's pushing this sort of method in Star Wars because that's what forward-thinking special effects. It was like um, it was like stepping stones for him. He had to, he would have he would have gotten to the Star Wars thing if he didn't make the, that mistake for the Lion King and working with all those people doing the VR stuff and the CGI and everything and, and mixing those two together with basically just one physical actor. It's pretty yeah, interesting like, stuff. Yeah. Like I was blown away because like I watched corridor crew and they do a visual effects artist oh, act breakdown. Oh yeah, man. I was, they, I was, yes. They broke down how some like that first scene at that bar that it, those walls aren't real like yeah. that's not a yeah. real those aren't real walls that is that's 3d that's 3d unity engine projection exactly like, dude i'm so happy you watched them too i i started watching them when i got youtube which was god i don't even know i don't remember i don't want to say the wrong date and someone listens and be like oh they actually started their youtube account on this date we, I we do not pretty. get comments we do yeah. not get comments. Fuck. No, you yeah, will. You will. When you get famous, Chris, you will. You'll get comments. And I don't want this coming back uh, 30 yeah, years down the line and I get canceled because I don't uh, remember um, what date they started it. Yeah, they, School, yeah they'll just, the, I'm pretty sure the finish. comments will just be them calling me the N-word, but that's fine. Narcissistic? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whenever, whenever they started... I was I I found them I found them when they did the Minecraft thing and that's where they really a hit lot it off. of people did right I mean because that's where they really hit it off that's how they went yeah. viral but now they're doing um, YouTube kind of react things but it's it's based in movie stuff so it'll be like stunt men react or stunt women react it's uh, great insight yeah and it's Actually. like they react to good and bad CGI work and yes they had a they had I think it was a bit of one episode where they talked about the Mandalorian stuff. And I was so excited to see that because I was, I was just all giddy and stuff. It was like Christmas, but yeah, I, lo I love those guys. They have a lot of good insight and they started from scratch. These guys do stuff that you would see in movies. Now. They started in Stillwater hometown boys. Really? They, they, they're from, they're from Stillwater. What? Stillwater, Minnesota. Yeah. Oh my God. As opposed to the other Stillwater. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I feel like 15 Stillwaters everywhere. Probably. There's at least three. Um that's so cool. I I'm just happy that you watch them as well. Yeah, uh, I, I do. I I'm just happy to see it and I'm just happy it exists. I know right. some points the dialogue can kind of be like, you really chose you chose that over like anything else you could have 
possibly written in that section kind of thing. And I've found that I don't know if I'm just looking into it weird with the second season. Of course, I haven't finished the second season. No one has it. Not all of it's been released yet. But I don't know. I, I think I just have to watch it a second time because there's some weird. I don't know. Sometimes I, I don't quite understand why Mando is saying something in that setting. And I and I have to look at it like his, this is character development. His character at the beginning of the series is very cold and closed off. And he's bigoted. And we learn he's bigoted in the second episode, or the, what is it, the third episode? Of yep, the second he is season. Uh, like, he's a droidist. He's a droidist. bigot. Yeah. yeah, he does not like droids. And, well, not only that, but he he meets some other, I mean, spoiler alert, okay? Just skip ahead if you're not going to freaking watch the thing and right when right. it comes out, idiots. Come on. But <laughs> he meets other he meets other Mandalorians, and they're like, bro, why aren't you taking off your helmet? And he's like, bro, why are you taking off your helmet? And we're like, you're one of those Mandalorians. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I loved, I loved that so much is because yep. that's how bigotry works for the most part. People who are bigoted don't realize that they are bigoted. And that, that honest, I don't know why it took me to this point to like fully understand that in a fucking Star Wars TV show. But I was <laughs> like, damn, because he was truly confused. He wasn't pissed off and he wasn't telling them to go fuck themselves or calling them the N-word or anything. He was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, damn. Because oh, he's the watch. it's just how that's how storytelling works. And that's how it worked in Blade Runner 2049. That's how you lie to the audience, man. It was so good. I know that's just such a subtle thing. But that, oh, it was so cool. I love that so much. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. That actually adds to it too because I was like, I was like, yeah, he's a really like. When I first saw that he would never take off the helmet, I'm like, okay, I've seen rebels. I know they take off their helmet. This exactly. must be some like super religious pact that he's a part exactly. of. Exactly. And even because I never have just been whittled and just worn down. I know it. Oh, it's so cool. I loved it so much. I can't. I can't. I just can't get over it. And it was only like, you know at least a minute worth of that episode. And I'm like, whoa, holy shit. We're not, are we going to go back to that? We'll probably go back to it, you know, eventually. But I was like, just, whoa, okay. You know, it was just another can of worms that they opened in that episode, yeah. as they usually do. You know, I wouldn't expect anything less, but ah, I just love that so much. And so, yeah. Like, my thing is, the thing that really got me was like, they went so far as like, like, for me, as the in this small little corner of the universe that we've created for ourselves, like as the as a Star Wars nerd, like seeing Bo Katan played by Katie Sackoff as she plays her in Rebels and Clone oh, Wars. Wow. I didn't playing even know Bo Katan in this in this show like pretty cool. that's cool yeah that's pretty cool i love katie sackoff love i love her youtube channel i love katie sackoff she has a youtube channel yeah she does her, she's it's basically looking her... that up later oh, oh. god man have oh. you not seen battlestar yet have you not seen battlestar at all i push it on i push it on zach all the time but i think you would genuinely enjoy it 
I think I saw a few episodes when I was a kid when my parents were really into it, but like I haven't seen any since. It's really good. And then she's also in one of the Riddick movies, which he hasn't seen any of those, and that's on our nope. I don't know if it's backlog or not. That's gonna be amazing. It is. It's on our backlog. Be amazing. Dang it, it's gotta be on well, we're slow on the franchise. Um a lot of people are uh also a lot of people are freaking out about uh Sasha Banks or Mercedes Bernardo Vernado. Um who was the other female Mandalorian in the most recent episode. Um, she's great. A lot of people are saying they should replace her with Gina Carano because uh, Gina Carano, it turns out, is transphobic. Which is always pleasant to hear, isn't it? Just so pleasant to hear. Um, wait, 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 I'm getting my names confused. The person who, who played one of the Mandalorians on the most recent episode is transphobic? No, Gina Carano is transphobic apparently who did gina carano play on the show oh god what's her name she was the alderanian in the episode four or five in the first season um uh, what was Jesus, her character what's her freaking name just, just just describe her describe more of that character for me. remember when she had like she had like the tattoos that she had to cover up in the later episodes season one. Oh yeah she was like yeah 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 she was in Deadpool, and yeah, Deadpool. Was, uh, she she was a a, re- a fake wrestler. I forgot what those are called, but oh, anyway, um, you know what I'm talking about. She was about? a UFC like, fighter. Thank you, thank you. Yes, she's no, she's not. Tra- she's not transphobic, is she? Yes, she. Is. Apparently, she is. Yes, okay, she is. is this is this like a cancel culture thing where she said something? It's like looking eight like years it. ago. Like no, okay. no, 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 no. She stands by it. She genuinely is transphobic. What is she saying? She's just, I mean, I don't know any of the comments, but like people have been like, hey, you understand that your beliefs are kind of crazy. Oh, she's she's like, like, oh, yeah. She's like, she's liking a lot of like far right crap. Okay. I mean, she is is conservative. She uses an app that only conservatives use for, she uses an app and asks people to come see her on an app that is pretty pretty anti-semitic and pretty right-wing and pretty the bad leftist uh, or the bad just, right-wing stuff i'll, I'll have so to look that she liked she liked the tweet from this guy named the bradford file who said it's always twitter it's always twitter it's always twitter where she liked the tweet that said you are more likely to be assaulted for being a trump supporter than your race in america today oh yikes I don't think not, I don't think you should not get a job because you are conservative or Republican or voted for Trump. Like people have the right to vote for who they want for. I just think there's going to be a moral compass conversation coming soon after the um, na- once the new administration shows up. But despite all that, because I know Chris doesn't like to get political, um, I m- how firmly she stands by any transphobic belief she may have that is true is the is the gauge here. It's like a, a J.K. Rowling. Like, J.K. Rowling said some pretty bad stuff, and the people were like, you're not really transphobic, right? And she's like, yep. What? And they were like, no, no, you don't understand. You're not really transphobic, right? And she's like, yep. And everyone was like, fuck. I don't oh. think she's <laughs> I don't think Gina Carano is there yet. But yeah, I, think- I, I, just, I just don't want to form any opinions on, like, what I haven't read yet. So right. I just want to be careful with what I say, because yeah. if it's a Twitter thing, I mean, clearly this is a more recent thing if they're talking about Trump. That's what I was worried about. I was worried it was something she said years ago and probably regrets right. saying it now. 
I just have to look oh. into it more. Yeah. Um. Anyway. This is recent. <laughs> yeah, that's um, kind of sad. That's really sad, though. Well, um, do I think that someone who's a B character, this, like for example, Serenity, the show Serenity, I mean, uh, Firefly and Serenity, James Baldwin, um, I think is his name. He was also in Independence Day and stuff, Old Metal yeah. Jack. Been around for a while. Yeah. It's Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin, thank you. Incredibly white ring. And incredibly conservative. And yet, not surprised. For, Not surprised. He's been acting for years. A lot of people say he's kind of an asshole, but he's been acting for years. He was on the last ship for a while. Like, people can still laugh. They can still go to work and do their job. But, you know, it's how it's whether or not you're pushing ideas that legit, legitimately put people in danger and are hateful. And I don't know that about her yet, but this conversation has been happening for a while. And the more she doubles down, the less it's going to be good for her. So, anyway, yeah. sorry anyway. to get off on that tangent. Um, we're getting Ahsoka. I can't I know. wait. That was, that was super exciting. Most likely going to be played by Rosario Dawson. Um, also in trouble for beating up, a, I think, a trans person. God! Wait, wait can you repeat that? This is, this, is, uh, this is, she went to court. For uh, assault that was, I believe, on a trans person. Was it because the person was trans, or did the person so happen to be trans? I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying that right that's now. much that's like a legit, less the legit court case. No, no, I would, I would look into it. But I love Rosario Dawson. I, I just found out about this too because of the conversation about Gina Carano. Both of them got dragged into this because they're both going to be on the Mandalorian. But I love Rosario Dawson. I really do. I think she's great. As an uh, actress, um, but yes, I w- I got to look into that court case. Once I heard that, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it!" All right, okay. Yeah, and it and it could be because I don't know. Like again, I don't know, but it could be one <laughs> right. of those situations where it's a cancel culture thing, and the person so happened to be trans, and they were like, you know, right, cussing her out or something. You know, some argument was happening, and the person so happened to be trans. It could be that, or it could be because she's transphobic in some way. Right. Who knows? So. But, all I know is that it's a, a legit assault case and the person was trans. And so Damn. besides that, Rosario Dawson has wanted this role for a while, for a few years now. Um, she's openly expressed that she is desperate for this role. <laughs> um, and uh, we will see if that comes to fruition. Also, Raul Coley from iZombie is rumored... He has denied this, but he is rumored to play Ezra Bridger from Rebels. But that's only a rumor that he has denied. I, I legit well, like zombie. Well, he could honestly be just saying that. Because all of these episodes have been made now. Like, the entire season has been made for a while. So yeah, they, right. they, are, they clearly have to deny these sort of things. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's just lying. He probably is. That just raises the question to me, like, who's going to, like, wonder if Sabine Wren is going to show up and who that, who, who's going to play her. Yeah, That'll I need to get into, I need to get into the Rebels. I, I lost, I lost track okay. of, a while ago on the Clone Wars. I, I don't know, it was just, it was just an age thing. I consider it yeah. an age thing. I didn't, I didn't hate it because I thought it was bad. I just, like, moved on to other kind of stuff, I guess. And right. I never really went back to it. And I, and I watched that a little bit of the last season. I'm like, what am I doing? I need to go back from the start and really appreciate it. Really appreciate this. 
Yeah. I didn't feel like I deserved it in a way. I felt like I needed to rewatch it and give it more appreciation than just like, oh, the new, there's another season and it's a big thing. I'll go watch it. It's kind of how I was taking it. It I, gets good. I stopped myself. I know it gets good. I just had to stop myself, but right. I never got into the Rebels either. So I know that they, they're tying some uh, space creatures like in the second episode, where's that giant ice spider thing? That was from Rebels, if I'm yep. correct. That was from I'm Rebels. Sure. Um, that w- it, it's actually a part of old canon. Um, it, was cool. in a, it was in a video game. Um, yeah, it's like, gosh, those things were not, I was not okay with those things, honestly. Well, I, oh, I was, God. I was legit thinking that they were going to be face huggers for a second because they had the same egg situation going on yep, where they're yep. fused to the ground. And I'm like, is this a face hugger? Like some knockoff face hugger. And I see a spider crawling out. I'm like, well, like, all right. It's like, wait, did Ridley Scott just show up? <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, what kind of, what are, what are we doing? What is this? But um, this is cool. a great show. Go I watch. really like it. Can't wait to see what happens next with that Ahsoka stuff. Um, if they don't, just, if they, it may just be like a slow burn to Ahsoka because I don't know what they're going to do once they get to Ahsoka. I don't know what happens after that. I'm curious to see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. Alex, what? I can't wait for you to watch it. That's going to be a day what? where I celebrate. It'll be years from now, but I'm going to celebrate and truly <laughs> just admire the moment. <laughs> Uh, I'm just calling it right now. (laughs) Um, Yes, I am excited to watch it. We just were, you know, getting past. I I waited too long. And I do feel you. I feel you. I I waited too long for the first season that I was like, I'll I'll watch it before the second one. And then we really planned. We overstuffed ourselves the last couple months with the Buttercast. And um, I haven't been able to watch anything I want to watch. And so now that I know that the Mandalorian is getting released episode per episode, I think I'm just going to wait to the end of the second season or when it's almost there. And then I don't have to wait any longer. If it's only going to be a few more episodes, we're like, what, three in now? Three, four? Three in. So we have five. I think we have five left. I could be mistaken. Five or six, yeah. I can wait a little bit longer and then, like, I can totally watch two seasons of the Mandalorian in a row. And, like, all of you people had to friggin' wait. (laughs) <laughs> that's part of the that's part of the uh yeah, that's that's part of the experience you know at least for me uh, anyway a little bit i feel like i, I, I understand i, I understand I like... so now finally we've talked about everything else we can finally talk about our main event spider-man 2 as chosen by the um series wheel Again, we landed on Raimi's Spider-Man. Last time we did Spider-Man 1 from 2002, we talked about Willem Dafoe and uh, the... My boy, Willem! And, um, <laughs> and the second greatest casting in cinema history in J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. Um, it's just a brilliant performance that continues to shine in this, um, in this movie. Um, but before we get into it, this is the thing that I do, Peter, um, with Alex, where Alex will now tell me what happened between the last what happened with Sam Raimi between the last movie and this movie. Okay. Oh uh, well. Uh, if I anything would... did happen. Um. Well, here's the thing. 
immediate spider-man was a huge success it was he the died. biggest success ever <laughs> he died he and died he he's dead he to death he's dead he died to death he died to death and then died some more that's it up. all right good episode guys up. yeah <laughs> absolutely two and a half hours he nailed it <laughs> um so okay so Sam Raimi, um, so the first Spider-Man did amazing. It, was, it broke records. It was like the biggest thing ever, um, period. And uh, he immediately, immediately started work on the second one. Like, people were like, he immediately started work. Didn't take any time to celebrate any break. He immediately went back to work. He um, got Bill Pope, a cinematographer he had worked with before on, on Dark Man, to come in. Continued to use Danny Elfman uh, with the music. And changed the aspect ratio uh, um, of the film, dialed back the comic book style, and made things a little bit more photogenic, and uh, really doubled down on Peter on the the main major themes of Peter Parker. Peter Parker involving grief and <laughs> never really just having to choose to be Spider Man, despite uh, how hard it is to be him. Like everyone, like any responsibility everyone has in life. Making the constantly trying to make the right decision to do the right thing every day and how hard that is despite the things we have to sacrifice to do it. And uh, he just barreled right into this. Everyone was on board and it was a huge success again. It was massive success. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. They just went right through it. Sweet. So, um, Peter, it's knowledge, at least to me, that Spider-Man is your favorite hero. So now you are allowed now to go on another tangent. Um, what do you love about this movie? <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man's pretty cool. That's about it. Okay. Um, so just next week. I told you not to fuck this up. God. Oh, uh, do you want to start over? <laughs> that does not get old. I'm sorry. God damn it! It's a good runner. It's such a good runner. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is. I'm glad this is happening because I've only been able to talk about these movies with just a handful of people, uh, and with that, there's all. There also comes the jokes and the memes. I'm sure yeah. you guys are aware of the infinite yeah. amount of memes that these three movies have gifted humanity. Pizza uh, time. Pizza time. I mean, it's, it's endless. It's endless. And I'm glad that I watched the second movie. I've, I've seen the second movie before, and I've seen it in a serious way. But I've also seen the movie countless times in a non-serious way. And, you know, taking things more into the joke than they are into the honestly very beautiful and poetic storytelling just with the camera and the script alone i mean yep so it i i enjoyed watching it this last time for this because i i really truly watched it for the movie and not as a joke or not to just you know tickle my nostalgia bone and and whatnot just really look at it just as a movie plain and simple and it was amazing. And despite all of the amazing memes it gifts you, it also gifts you some great moments. Just 
whatever you're going through in life, you will relate to this guy in some way, shape, oh, or yeah. form. Everyone is going through shit, especially right now and in 2020, the shit fest of 2020, that I think this movie is very accurate with responsibilities that people have to do and the sacrifices they have to make in order to fulfill their duties with their responsibilities. <laughs> and it's, it's beautiful, all the duties. Uh, absolutely i was certainly feeling it when i was watching it i was like yeah dude just the stress the stress level of peter parker's life is very reminiscent of today yeah it's it so is and oh yeah i just it's it's almost it almost makes me speechless because i just all around just such a intense movie and yeah, it's it's hard to form it into words when, for me at least, when you're put on the spot over literally a lifetime of enjoying this movie and it being your childhood and you don't want to fuck it up, you know? Right. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's one of those, it's just one of those movies for me. And for a while, I actually liked the first one a lot more, but that was more because I adore Willem Dafoe and yeah. more for the memes, honestly. But the story itself, is far more superior than the first one. So I gotta, I gotta give it that. And right. just, just how it's paced and the fact that you, I got so immersed into it, you forget that these things that are happening to him happen to him so fast. Like later, later in the movie when he goes to, um, J. Jonah Jameson's uh, son's, I don't know, his son's an astronaut. It was basically a party for that. Um, welcome, welcome home from the moon party, standard. Yeah, and he hired Parker to be a photographer. And Parker gets there, and this entire thing lasts like five minutes. And he now has to see his the love of his life with the worst guy that he knows that he also works for his son he sees that guy that man's son with the love of his life okay and this man j jonah jameson is the person who is tainting his image as spider-man taints it he makes spider-man's life which is also parker's life a living fucking hell and he has to work for him because he's the only guy who will accept him because his all the other jobs he can't do because he has a responsibility as Spider-Man and he just can't, can't do it. He can't be Spider-Man and he can't be a pizza boy because he has to go save people's lives while he's delivering pizza. I mean, this is the life he's living in right now and no one else can relate to him in that, in that literal sense. So he feels yeah. completely alone. Now the only job he has is to work for the man the man who makes his life a living hell. And now he sees that man's son with the love of his life. Okay. This all built up into five minutes. He sees that. Okay. And then his best friend, the only other guy who fucking understands him, slaps him in the face twice because he's drunk. Yep. And that happens. So he's like, God damn it. So he tries to leave and he tries to catch Mary Jane. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, what? Just talk to me for once. And, he, and the only thing he can do is recite poetry to her. That's the only thing he can do. And, she, <laughs> and she's like, what? 
like say something else and he's like uh roses are red and she's like what are you talking get out of my face and she walks not gonna lie not gonna lie i curled up into a ball when i saw that i'm like you gotta be kidding me he's like "Ah." (laughs) oh it's so cringy but you also can feel for him because like yeah the the audience us knowing what his situation is he can't fucking tell it i'm spider-man like what there's no right time to tell someone that so that happens but before that he finally tells his aunt his mother figure that he was actually there for his uncle's death he held his hand as he died okay he never told her that and she, she didn't slap him she didn't go shame on you as her you know classic character would she yeah, just kind of she just kind of walks away and you don't really see aunt may do that that often I'm watching her do it right Ar- now i'm literally watching her do it right now on screen she just slammed the door whoa <laughs> dude that's, that's amazing that's pretty hey that's that's good time crazy that's, that's crazy time. anyway so the best way for story for storytelling when it's about a character that has to evolve okay they have to be at their lowest point as a character, as a person with their feelings, just in the setting they're in to be able to become greater. And that's what happened in this movie. He had to be at his lowest point to understand that he does have a wrong responsibility, that it's not a choice for him. He was gifted with this power by chance or whatever you want to believe in. He was gifted with this power and he owes it to the people to protect them. And he finally realizes that. But it took him the whole movie to realize that. It took him to the point where he wanted to quit. And he quit. It took him to that point. It took him to the point where he had to watch his best friend look at him as the enemy. It took it to the point where he watched the love of his life say, yes, I will marry you. To the astronaut. To the guy's son. Okay? To J. Jonah Jameson's son. It took him to that point. And at his lowest point, he's like, you know what? I am Spider-Man. And this is, this is who I am. This is my gift. And I owe it to the people to be Spider-Man. I owe it to myself. I owe it to everyone to be Spider-Man. And it's just, it's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And don't even get me started about the protagonist and antagonist kind of situation going on. It's really not, there's really no villain in this movie. It's a man who's tainted as a person. You can see him on surface level being the villain if you want to. It's understandable. I mean, when I watched it as a wee little fetus, I was like, yeah, Doc Ock, villain, horrible guy. But you got to see it from his perspective too. These, These are very similar characters and they both are going through the responsibilities that they have. That they weren't, that they didn't choose, that they were gifted. Okay, yes, they're different, but that's what they share. And you see the contrast between them. You see Doc Ock give into it. You see him give into, you know what? I don't owe these people shit. I'm going to do what I want, and I'm I don't care who gets in my way. I don't care who I have to kill to do it. And then you see Peter's side, which is he's still a loving and caring human being, and he still tries to do his whole hardest to make everyone's lives better and he forgets to make his life better and you see both these two characters that are so similar go through the same thing and you see them take completely different paths 
And for me, that made it seem more realistic because we all go through shit. It's how we interpret. It's how we take it. It's how we dish it out. It's how we take it. Whatever, however you want to, you know, whatever metaphor you want to use. It's just how we, in the term of, uh, I guess the best way to put it is how Blade said it. Use it! Use it! <laughs> it's, how, it's how you use it. And that's what made it so realistic to me is, yeah, fuck yeah. I'll be working with someone who's had who tells me they've had a super shitty day and I let them vent and I don't tell them that I've also had a horrible shitty day. You know, it's just not one of those moments where clearly this person needs it more than I do. And it may be for me, it may be for someone else, but you see these people going through the same thing, but in the end they take it differently and they, cause we're all different. And that's what was so honestly beautiful to me. Just those that dynamic that they had together um, just at the beginning, you know, it, they showed them being almost the same person. And Peter really looked up to him because he's got the girl. He's super smart. You know, he's successful. He's got his life figured out from what you see. And boy, did he eat those words like two minutes later when he made a fucking son in his living room. <laughs> and everything went tits up. But still, I loved that so much. And even the characters that could have been two-dimensional weren't two-dimensional. Like, Mary Jane could have easily, be, easily been two-dimensional as a character. She could have just been the woman in that one movie that doesn't know who to choose. She could have easily been that one. But you can, you can tell, just even if you haven't watched the first movie, you can tell she has these feelings for Peter. And you can see that she's trying to make him open up to her, but he's just not doing it. Yes, it's not entirely his fault, but you can see it from her perspective too, that he's being an asshole. He can't open up to her. He doesn't treat her very well as a friend. You can see that and you can see why she's pissed off at him. You can also see why Harry is pissed off. Because he literally saw Spider-Man take our old man, Willem Dafoe in, dead his dead corpse and lay him on a i don't even <laughs> we know did. Hell <laughs> we like did a... point we did point that out last week it's like <laughs> it's like but he <laughs> did leave his like his bloody stabbed like uh corpse on his bed <laughs> at least probably covered in blood like that thing... he just let me bleed on my chair spider-man also that thing also that speeder in the last movie just landed straight into his crotch oh like, yeah. He definitely like right in there. Shish kebabbed his penis right down the middle. <laughs> right in. Yeah, people don't know that a blade split it down the middle like a hot dog wiener with a knife. Dude, oh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> long, long story short, there easily could have been very one-dimensional characters. And you kind of got that a little bit with Harry. But even then, even then, it was more on the side of kind of the actor's fault james franco didn't really understand how to alex put it really a lot better than how i'm describing it if you wanted to touch on that alex uh i think uh i think franco is committed i think he believes in what he's doing but i also don't think that he can deliver the kind of cheesy schmaltzy dialogue that the other characters can 
I think um, like when you watch Doc Ock give that speech with the um, arms, it's just him. It's nobody else. And he's saying some crazy stuff or when he's like, listen to me now, like you, you have to believe that. And I don't, I don't know if Franco necessarily nails it. I do think he's trying. Like when he comes down the stairs and he's like, Nobel prize, Nobel prize. I believe in him trying to introduce his friend with another guy, but I don't believe in James Franco, the uh, owner of a company. I don't, I don't believe in that. (laughs) I I believe in James Franco saying, Hey man, this guy and this guy, you'd be great together. He's Peter's a genius. Like, you guys are going to be great together. But then he's like, Nobel Prize. I, we'll see you in Switzerland. And it's like, you're not going to fucking Switzerland, dude. Like, <laughs> Honestly, yeah. 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 Well, well said, honestly. And it could honest, it could be helping the character as well. Because, yeah, this is, this. that's also the character. He's young and stupid as hell, and now he's like the owner of this giant multi-million billion dollar company. Like, what? Of course you're not going to take him seriously. He's not Bruce Wayne, okay? Yeah, that's another... He's just some stupid idiot who just got gifted all of this money. Right. Like, and that's another thing. Like, he's the owner of the company. Wasn't that the same... Like, wasn't that the same company? Okay, I guess, like, the board members did all get like mini nuked but like um there wasn't anyone left <laughs> there wasn't anyone left i guess so like i had a hard time wrapping my brain around like yeah like this was the same company that boarded out his father how did he inherit that company i was like oh yeah that's right everyone's dead no one yeah, in the no. company survived yeah that's why he killed all the board members that's why he could continue to fund his acts as the green goblin and do whatever he wanted Without any anyone being like, where's the glider? Where's the suit? Like, he was the only one in the boardroom left. Exactly. And going back to uh, to Franco, I mean, just the character. Um, it's how you use that responsibility. He basically was just born. He didn't really have to do anything. Sure, his hater, his father, didn't really care about him. And, you know, treat him nice. And he could be a dick and whatever. And he was still going to be gifted the multi-million dollar company or billion, whatever the hell it is. Lots of money. But again, it's how you use that responsibility. It's what you do with it that matters. And he and he used that responsibility and he was selfish about it. Yeah, he wanted Peter and uh, Doc Ock to get together because he knew they were both super smart. But you kind of have to see the other side of it. He did it for a selfish reason. He's like, I'm going to make so much fucking money off of this. You kidding me? Yeah, I mean, it is. he is. He did pick a very smart scientist, someone his friend believed in. He did pick a, someone who was trying to create a renewable source for anyone, for everyone, with uh, the best of intentions. Like, I'm pretty sure Harry looked at him as like, I see Peter in you. And I believe in you, honestly. I think Eugene was trying to do something separate from his dad. Like, his dad was trying to make army equipment and and body enhancing for soldiers. And he was like, I just want to give energy to the world. But yeah, he's walking around being like, we're going to fuck in Switzerland. Like, we're going to do, we're going to do drugs in Switzerland. We're going to, we're going to just like use the award to dig pounds of cocaine off piles. Like, that, that was his mindset totally. And I just didn't believe it. I believed that at the same time, but I also didn't believe that he was the owner of the company. There are things about yeah. this like I just that work, but also 
I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's because I, I we don't see Harry be rich outside of anything other than the place he lives in and having bodyguards every now and then. Outside of that, he's like just hanging out with Peter at his house or going to the same parties as him and like I don't know. I think that's a problem for me. Like, if I'd have seen more about it, that's. I think that's an element that they do well in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. One of few things. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's just how people use their responsibility, whether they abuse it or not, and it's just such a real life thing that can be interpreted in so many ways. That's why I love Spider-Man so much. Just as a thing just him existing it's you know with great power comes great responsibility you can interpret that in so many ways it's endless and i just i just love that so much where anyone on this planet can relate to that i know that's a lot of how superheroes work but just for spider-man alone it's you can show someone a picture of Spider-Man and just be like, yeah, it's Spider-Man. They might not know it's Peter Parker. They might not know all the stories and, you know, all everything that goes with him, but they could just be like, yeah, it's Spider-Man. It's just like Mickey Mouse, honestly. It's like, yeah, that's Mickey Mouse. That's Spider-Man. He's just one of those icons that's just never going to die because he's so goddamn relatable and honestly so goddamn cool at the same time. It's just the perfect combo. It doesn't matter how many movies fuck up the story, how many comics get you know dialogue wrong or how many actors don't understand the character it doesn't fucking matter he's still going to be amazing it doesn't matter spider-man 2 and then there's Mm -hmm. spider-man so okay so (laughs) beautiful i had a smile on my face the entire time it was amazing that was Uh, beautiful honestly yeah awesome print you uh how long has it been since you've seen this movie okay so, do you remember? I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so excited, Chris. So, do you, Alex? Do you remember when you loaned me the uh, the raid DVDs? Yeah, it was around that time. What was the last time I saw this movie, start to finish? Damn. Whoa! I don't. I actually how, don't. Know how long? Ago how long before that? Um, literally maybe a decade. Now, when- when you watched that second movie, those only a few years ago, you told me, I believe, that you also watched it separately. You just didn't watch the first movie before it. You just watched the second one. Yes. Okay, so watching these uh, one week after other, how do you feel now? Good God. Okay, we're slowly getting to the point where they're actually, like, they're – they're, the age that they are as actors are are like getting to the point of where they are, like in the where they're supposed to be in the movies. And um, that was the question right, I was gonna, right. <laughs> that was the question I was going to ask. Like, like this is the point I was going to make. James Franco looks the youngest out of any of these people. I think he's the most realistic really? to his age. Um, really, I think so. On honestly, I think he pull. I think he. I don't think he pulls that off. Okay. Like, I, he actually looks like a college student. Like, he looks college student age as compared to Tommy McGuire like, or Kirsten Dunst. I think Kirsten Dunst does. Uh, I'm looking at man. it again. James Franco's got crow's feet already. Like. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. All right. That's pretty great. Um, I'm just. I'm just saying. Um. But yeah, like the whole like jump to okay, now they're in college. Like, you appreciate that? I had. I, yeah, I, I kind of appreciate that, but like, I actually have to admit, I forgot that in that same movie that there was like maybe a time jump in the first movie where they graduated. I was like, yeah. I forgot that they graduated, so I was thrown off in here where they where Peter's in college. I was like, uh, oh wait, that's right, he graduated in the last movie. That's what I was like. Well, on, I mean, you got to give yourself some credit here. I think they only mentioned it twice, and I I've seen this movie religiously. I could be wrong. Still, I know that towards the beginning something is mentioned, like two years has passed, but then later down the line, when he's uh, when Peter's interacting with aunt may uh she's like can you believe it's been two years since your uncle died like that was just handing right right but that was it like nothing you you have to really really listen and dissect like what's going on to really see oh college okay it's like they may have mentioned what year he's in in college like what you know if he's a sophomore or whatever you know but even then, like, you got to give yourself some credit. Like, I barely realized that until maybe a few years ago where I started watching the movie not as a joke or out of nostalgia, where I was, like, just watching it as right. a movie. It's, I don't know. I don't, it wasn't super important anyway, but I can see right. why you were getting confused. It's, it's pretty right. reasonable. So, I'm just going to get the goofy stuff out of the way. I just Please like do. how, I like how Alfred Molina has gone from Raiders of the Lost Ark being killed in that, um... In that uh, South American temple, and now he's here, <laughs> and now he's in Goosebumps. Now he, now he was in Sorcerer's Apprentice, and like I have not heard of him since. Um, <laughs> wow, dude, no, he's great. No, Alfred oh, Molina, ruthless man. Alfred Molina, and also another thing about Alfred Molina, I like how, like, what is with Spider-Man's villains and talking to themselves? Like, I just like <laughs> seriously, like that's just dude. That's just any supervillain ever. They have to talk to themselves because, oh, wow. honestly, it's a little bit of lazy story writing when they're, like, they have to announce what they're because doing. Because they're as crazy. They're also, he had four mechanical arms, each having sentient thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was body language. They each had their own uh, character to them, and we just yeah. didn't hear their side. It's not like he was going to be like, you're right. I have to do this, 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 and this. He did it as eloquently as he could. Um... Yeah. I think this was the best version of a uh, supervillain in a, in the Spider-Man movie talking to themselves. Like I could kind of yeah. get Norman Osborn because <laughs> he had the whole split personality thing with like, uh-huh. you know, the split face or, um, Oh, I'm totally forgetting his name. Help me out here. Oh, uh, what? No, uh, no, but like, um, it's like a, not a Frankenstein character, but like around that time where he's Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Jesus Christ. See, I'm horrible with names when I'm put on the spot where my mind oh, is. I, just... I got, I, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the his mirror stuff. Yeah, so he kind of had that dynamic, but other than that, yeah, it's fucking weird that he's just talking to himself. But with Doc Ock, you know, you can gather that, you know, the first time where he opens the, you know, his little blindfold after he tr- was trying to go through surgery and wound up murdering everyone in that room. He's like looking at these arms and yeah, he's not just confused like, oh, my God, did I murder all these people? He's also looking at them like 
in disbelief like he's hearing them or something and watching the movie more than once will help you see that even just even yeah just more than once even a second time you can see like as soon as those as he wakes up you can kind of see it like he might be hearing something he has that look on his face you know yeah that's a really good that's a really interesting point because i think the better performance is defoe's but Everything is laid on on screen. You hear both sides of the conversation. Melina yep. actually has had not only has to act like these things are speaking to him. There were puppeteers there performing each arm differently, each one by a different person. So he was legitimately acting against something. And every time I, ha- I have to admit, seeing this movie for the third time this week, I still am wondering what was going through their minds as they break through the building after those people are murdered. It's the first time the robots have ever killed anything, and they're AI. They just don't care if they murder anyone. They're just predatorial in that sense. But, like, when he feels sympathy, when he feels anguish, they feel anguish with him. Is it an act? Are they doing it to survive? Or do they yeah, genuinely... man. Yeah. What, when they um, flip car, is it just protection, or are they genuinely just that aggressive? Like, uh, that still has me questioning things because of that ambiguity. So there was that. Okay, so I just noticed. So I'm watching the movie too, and I just realized that the play that Mary Jane is in is called "The Importance of Being Earnest," which is so apropos. Yeah, <laughs> so on the nose. Yeah, man. Um, man, and then, but um, it works. It works. It, works. it definitely uh, works. Um. And you just realized it, too. Like, it didn't take you out of the movie the first time you watched it. You didn't even realize. Exactly. That's good story writing. That's good storytelling. When Peter Parker, like, like dumps the Spider-Man outfit, raindrops keep falling on my head. Man, I love it. Dude, I so want to talk about that. Raimi. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. My favorite part. Is I've mentioned this la- I mentioned this before. My favorite part of that sequence is when the cop cars are driving by the street after he gets a hot dog, and the way he eats that hot dog, it's like oh it's yeah, it's like that obnoxious. I don't give a damn anymore. <laughs> exactly. It's just, oh, it's yeah. such that's such a good meme too. It's such a good <clears throat> meme. The I want to I want to touch on that. Okay. Um, on a more serious note. That's another thing I just love about Raimi is he knows where to put these moments. He put <laughs> he put one of the most tragic moments in Spider-Man history right before that scene. He put the most funny fucking scene in that movie right after the most heartbreaking scene of that movie where Spider-Man quits being Spider-Man and you really think oh, he's yeah. quitting. When um when Peter Parker jacks into the Matrix and talks to Uncle Ben in the car. Um... <laughs> yeah, man. He just, and... I'm sorry, I couldn't get that out of my head. It was a great moment. No, no, very effective. But that, that's, so that's what I saw. <laughs> but that's... But he's just so... He's so good with putting those things together. And another really good example is when right after Peter... Um, say or Spider-Man, you know, whatever saves the the train of people, and they basically bring him inside like he's Jesus. Okay, he's crowd surfing inside this. Careful, he's a hero. He's a hero, and they place him on the on the floor, and they're like, he's just a kid, like he's no older than my son. And they 
all of these people on this train have this come into Jesus moment or whatever you want to call it that are just like, we have this boy has this much responsibility. The least we can do is keep this secret for him. And it makes me cry every goddamn time. And it makes me ball every goddamn time (laughs) because these people, they didn't have to get it. They didn't have to see his face. I mean, right. But it, it really hit home for them. They're like, oh, my God, he's just he's just like us. That's it. Like, that's all the audience needed to hear. That's all these characters needed to hear, to see. And what happens right after that? Doc Ock rips a fucking door open and ruins the entire moment. <laughs> but he also doesn't ruin the moment. The moment's still there. But Raimi just has this way. I don't know if it was his decision entirely. It's so perfect to me where you put, yes, there's like that funny scene with the hot dog right after that horrible moment. We're like, oh my God, Spider-Man just quit being Spider-Man. But there's also this where it's like a super, super, super real ass scene that makes me cry every time. And then all of a sudden you have this lunatic rip the doors off of the train and it's not over. And you realize like it's not over. That train sequence was awesome. Like that is, and like, that was I, the that was the last super big scene, like right. action packed scene. Everything else was just dialogue and close ups. Maybe a few things here and there of Spider Man, you know, thwipping through the city and you know, minor things. But that was the that was the biggest thing. After that, it was just right. It was, um, the cake. So, one last funny thing. Um, keep them coming. Don't don't say one. <laughs> keep them coming, dude. Um, as much pretty as much you. everything with J. Jonah Jameson, with the caviar joke at the end. The oh my god, yes. Um, don't open the caviar. The, la- the laughing me, like the laughing me, land the memes, the memes. Oh my gosh, like I know you see the memes in the movie, and you're like, God, this is such a good movie too. It's just so perfect. Can I get paid in advance? The way he wheezes is just so perfect. I'm telling you, it's the second greatest casting in cinema history, right behind Keith Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, Alex has argued with me about this, but, like, I'm sorry. Like, movies with Mikey has ruined me to the idea that it's the greatest casting of all time. But, like, <laughs> like, but, like, J. Jonah Jameson, to me, is, like, is, like, second place. And, like, it's just so, it's just so good. It transcended universes. Like he yes, is now J. Exactly. Jonah Jameson in the MCU. He's also like, Jonah Jameson in, I believe, some cartoons and animations. And so the question, and then the question that I would ask is, who else would do it? Who else could do? Who else could no, do it? No one. Who else could no do one. it that way? That's why he is doing it single-handedly through yes. multiple I, universes. He was he was J. Jonah Jameson in Spider Verse as well, if I believe. Can I, can, I didn't know that. Uh, well, I have to go back, maybe. Um, I'll have to check. I don't uh, want to eat my words yeah. here. I'll go check. Uh, but <laughs> let me ask you guys something. If Jackman could go to the MCU right now, would you do it? If, if what? If who? If, yeah, if Jackman could go to the MCU if, right now with the X-Men, how would you feel about that? Oh, oh I'm, I was mishearing you. Um, <laughs> Jackman, I was, Jackman I, I just I was just hearing a name that made no absolute sense. I'm like, who the fuck is he talking about? And I didn't want to ask because he made fun of me about the stupid John Favreau thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. 
That's a that's Logan a, was such a perfect ending that I'd feel kind of off about it, honestly. Well, I am. You, you see my point, though, right? Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I totally see what you mean. Yeah, it's where that too? person is just so perfect for that role. It's like anyone right. else. Like, you have to, I mean, in order to know if someone else can do it, you have to physically see them do it to know. Like, right. sure, you can use your imagination. I'm sure there's other Wolverines out there, honestly, that are just as suitable, that appreciate the character and everything. Like, we just don't know, you know? And it's, right. and it's hard to fan cast something that's, you know, a decade long that's just the character. That's all you see is the character. It's, it's just conditioned into our brains. Yeah. Okay. Is really good, Real quick, I'm watching this scene where Octavius is about to light up a sun in his living room, and I'm looking at Harry's suit, and it's way too big. That jacket's way too big on him. I'm sorry. Like... <laughs> That's a nitpick. That's a nitpick, but like it's way nope. too big. He's the president of a company. He wears whatever he wants. He wears big boy suits. Okay. Um uh, much bigger boys than him. Um Damn. So besides all that, like um like I said in the last one, like him just getting wailed on is like something that's like missing. Like like Peter Parker getting just wailed on. It's just like that's missing. Like I'm not like I really like Tom Holland as Peter Parker, but there that that part where Peter just gets wailed on, like just like life just keeps like hitting him and hitting him, and just these small like ways, like he's just like at the bottom of the food chain, and he just gets like bullied and all that. He is next next to no self esteem or confidence. Like I'm missing that with Tom Holland. Like, Tom Holland's, like, that awkward teenager, but, like, it's kind of, that's endearing, that's, like, entertaining, but, like, it's not all the way relatable, but how, like, this spider, this Peter Parker just gets wailed on, and, like, it's, it's, it's real! And, um, that's more of, like, that's more endearing to who he to who he is it's like he just again bullied and then just trounced on and like bottom of the food chain and it's obvious and they show that and like i know yeah. that the mcu just keeps going and just like that, you gotta keep going because it's like honestly, the next step you know what I'm that saying? might that might be the problem though it might be because it's in the mcu that that story yeah. has to keep going. Where right. in this movie that we're talking about, it's a very bare bones concept. And with that, you can have the story be very complex when it's a very simple um what's the word? Not script, but just the idea of it, you know? Mm -hmm. The idea is Peter Parker has to face the reality that he has a responsibility to be Spider-Man. Will he choose to be Spider-Man or will he not? That's a really bare bones idea. But the movie is complex. The movie has all these characters that are so three-dimensional. They're almost four-dimensional. They're so goddamn realistic. But with what you're talking about, Tom Holland, you already have this universe. You already have this place that 
Peter Parker has to just be placed into. And with that, you immediately make everything complex. And that that might be the issue with it. That might be why it seems more like a blockbuster movie than it does some, you know, real life shit. So so if the question is if the if the if our problem is that that Tom Holland lacks the ability to that that Peter Parker that lacks an ability to connect with him on the level that we can hear because its idea can't be so simple and then made complex through its simplicity because of the world that's already existing is there any way to connect with that Tom Holland Peter Parker at this point in the future Mm. or is there already one that we just don't see i think i don't know it might be because we came into the story and they a smart idea that they did is they didn't start from scratch like the other that like that they did before is what i'm trying to say where it's he has to get bit by the spider he has to go you know through he has to get through this, 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 and this in this movie. And it kind of all starts to seem the same. It's just like, yes, he gets bit. Yes, he does that. They didn't choose that for for the Marvel one. They're like, you know what? Right. He's already he's already Spider-Man. And that might that may have been a gift and it may have been a curse that we didn't see that turmoil. But we still see turmoil that he goes through in those right. movies, but we just didn't get that right from the start so i don't know if it's because we have a lack of sympathy for him as a character or there's a disconnect so from the i said what i said last episode was this is my theory on it they saw like they i bet they treated all that like the death of batman's parents how many times have we seen that exactly exactly like it's a smart decision how many more times do we need to see that right especially Um, when it's still peter parker right it's always peter parker that's why miles morales is such a great character i mean other characters of spider-man exist just not in cinema universe you know right um so oh sorry side note uh j jonah jameson's voice in spider-verse was not jk so jk on the whole jk thing it was adam (laughs) brown Adam Brown voiced J. Jonah Jameson on Earth-67 in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. The definitive J. Jonah Jameson. So, another thing I want to... I guess I'm done with the goofy stuff. Like, that pretty much covers all of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, some things I want to get into. Like, despite J. Jonah Jameson, like, John Jameson, his son, like, doesn't appear to be terrible. Sweet no, like he, totally he genuinely loves MJ. Like yeah, he treats guy. her right. He's a handsome guy. Yeah. He's an astronaut. He gets paid a lot. Um, and like probably a, great in bed. Probably. Probably. Um, that's what's so. That's what's so awesome, though. That's what. Yeah, makes that's exactly better, what I was gonna say. He's not a two-dimensional character. You honestly, if if I have never seen the movie before, and you told me that. Uh, Mr. Jameson himself has a child. I mean, I, I would say that kid is a spoiled brat. Right. And he's not. He's so not. Like, you wouldn't... Yeah. If, if you didn't tell me that that was his son, I would have... That would be the last person I would assume to be his son. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was about to point out, I just got to this scene. 
Um, the scene, the surgery room scene. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that's a little bit of old Raimi. Is, exactly. I was gonna say this. I have not seen like a Raimi horror movie because I can't handle horror. I've pointed it out on the show before, but like, huh? Yeah, I, I can't. I literally just can't handle horror. It's too much. Well, um, I'm a, I know. I'm a wuss. Um, you'll get there. You'll get there. I'm sure. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get. We'll get um, there. Um, this is probably the closest thing. Or the closest, like this, like this, is like a tiny little taste of like. Raimi yeah. horror because this it's is just, gnarly. Yeah. Like when she's like grinding her nails on the on like the tile floor. Yeah, oh, man. man. What's yep. can you uh, tell me what when? Oh, that it's just so finishes? visceral. Like it just peels off the floor. Oh my god. I know. Okay, tell tell me what happens exactly after that scene happens. I'll wait. I'm not watching the movie. Should I be watching the movie too? I feel no, like I you should. don't have to. I, I, this is, I'm starting to do this myself. Like Alex is doing I do it this for, every time. I do this I every time. time. I, I've seen it so many times where you know I could just be reminded of a certain thing, and then I'd be able to. Oh yeah, he does, does the he does the Darth Vader no, which is probably where George Lucas got it. Mm. He's like <laughs> no. Okay, what what happens right after that? What's the next? Um, Hold on, I'm still I'm still looking, but it, well, while that's happening, hold on. Um, so yeah, that's what you expect from me. That's what you should expect from e the Evil Dead movies. He, Raimi knows how to film a screaming woman. Let's just say that I he know. knows how to do that so, very well. And it's so funny too, because I'm like, God, that's so good. Like her arms are flailing around, and it's just, it's so uh, no. <laughs> man that's totally where they got it so he breaks out of the hospital yeah he breaks out of the hospital and he flips the car he okay the what happens when what happens after like what's the actual next scene like the next then he goes to the warehouse he goes to the dock right he goes to the warehouse right okay okay and then then he starts talking to himself and gets the idea and it said to go to the bank and steal crap steal gold okay. coins from a bank oh my gosh this movie is so comic book i love comic booky movies like it's so like gold coins it's so funny um yeah <laughs> it's just, literal bags of money again he no, it may not be a scene change where he changes the the feel of a certain scene it may not be that next scene it's just like we but just still, got done watching this amazing horror movie that's in a spider-man movie and then all of a sudden he's talking to arms saying i'm gonna rob a bank and get some coins like what yeah, yeah. He and it goes works. From, it goes yes. from horror to tragic to sympathetic to villainy. Um, and it just works so goddamn well. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of. I'm not sure if this is con. This is like uh, contrary to what's been said. <laughs> he just said Doctor Strange. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> um, that's taken. That's taken. Dr. Octopus. That, that, I like it. <laughs> great that's, that's movie. It's got great humor. Um, but like, I like James Franco in this movie. Okay. I really, I just, I just like his, I just really like his performance. It looks like he's like into the character. Like I know it, I don't, like Alex said, like he may not be able to like full Land. on embrace the cheese, but like, I, Still, what he's given, yeah. he does. I think he does well with. Right, and it great. Honestly, doesn't make me. It doesn't put me off from the character or even the movie. Even though that he 
doesn't fully understand like how to work in that dialogue like that's hard honestly it's hard that's what <laughs> she said Jameson laughing. <laughs> but I'm sorry. It's, great. it's still like after uh doc ock creates a fucking sun in his living room yeah like a not it's not a sex scene like he literally makes the sun like a yes. giant burning ball of you know forever forever flowing energy and it's right after that a bunch of people you know not i don't know if a bunch of people died but you know horrible shit happens and he gets out of there and he's like i'm ruined (laughs) it's just so funny to me where it's like it's it's still his character and that's what makes it work that's why i still like i agree with you that james still does a good job like honestly that's what that dumbass would say in that situation he's stupid he's like trying to manage this giant uh-huh. corporation and the only thing you can think about he's like i'm ruined and it sounds so stupid and you're just i like, just no, want to kill spider-man and the one guy comforting him is just has his hands all over him he's like oh my god <laughs> um <laughs> that's right all right the moment where he's about to kill spider-man and reveals that it's peter parker he's like what it's like like i dude, love i love you that. could kill me later or like, or like i was like okay like there are much bigger things happening right now mj right. is in danger half the city's about to get like incinerated where is he yeah um and that's that's where it, you can still see him being selfish but again that you can also see him change a little bit he sees his he sees that responsibility and he's like oh my god there are greater things than than you and i i know i know peter said that but you can see him agree in a way where he's he was still willing to put all that you know all that bullshit aside and not necessarily help mj out like peter did he kind of just stayed there from what i remember Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of just stayed there and argued with his dad in the mirror. Then he figured out all his green. He found all his green goblin stuff. Yeah, um, so seven seven years still... bad luck, kids. Don't break a mirror. Um, yeah. you're telling Harry? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> We're about to find out what happens in the next movie. Oh, um, God, yeah. So oh, I do like the commitment to practical effects, whoever can be. Um, the mechanical oh, arms God. I know are practical. Some of them are practical. Um, the wire work with Doc Ock, like, yeah. um, that's really nice. Like, I really wish, like, I know the MCU with like the Avengers movies have kind of like owned that practical effect, like that practical sets and all that stuff. But like the more well, the spinoff movies are kind of like their own thing and like more CG focused. But like, I really wish they'd go back to that. Yeah. Um, and like. Speaking of practical things, um, I had said prior to last week when we spun the wheel and got Raimi Spider-Man, one of the things I'm looking forward to seeing about myself is, do I like the Raimi suit equal to or more than the Tom Holland suit? Because I really <laughs> like the original Tom Holland suit. Like, I really like it. Wait, like um, his, his the one that he made or the one that Tony made? The one that Tony made for him. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, no, you're good. Not the Iron Spider, like the first one. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like yeah. how the eyes help him emote, like, and yeah, how that's... like the mouth, like the jaw moves when he speaks. Like, that's honestly a nitpicky thing that I have a problem with his suit, with yeah. the Tobey Maguire suit. No, no, like, but I totally, I hear, I 
fully understand. And that's something that Marvel did right, where they managed to put something from the comics and interpret it into real life. So all the other movies that we've seen, it's just very blank. That's right. why, almost, I mean, even in the Marvel ones, but that's why Peter Parker takes his fucking mask off every time he, he can get when it's not a action packed scene and it doesn't matter what he's emoting, but that's the whole point. So the audience can relate to him. If he has the fucking mask on the whole time when, he, when he's supposed to have the mask on, you're not going to be able to see him emote half of the things that he's trying to emote just through his voice. So it's understandable, but that's what Marvel did right. So well right. is they interpret it so well where yeah, in the comics and in the cartoons, he's able to move his eyes in a way where he can still emote without taking off his mask. And they interpreted that. They didn't come. They didn't just go full on comic book and not explain it. They interpreted it through, you know, Tony Stark being an absolute genius and able to have these moving eyes, which are actually possible because people have made cosplays yeah, of it. They've like, done this. They've done this practically. That's what's so cool. It's like, oh, my God, it really is possible. It really, really, really is possible. <laughs> Um, uh, but that, but you just reminded me cause we were just talking about the Mandalorian and right. about blending special effects with practical organically just foreshadowed that in the start of this episode. That was so cool. Yep. That was, and that's, we have some, a knack of foreshadowing here, <laughs> um, that's, that's um, so cool. but that's, they did that in this movie where they'll have, you know, some CG moments where it's a pretty clear image of not a real spider-man or not a real doc Ock or anything like right. that where you can tell but uh just when you want to call it out and be like oh there it is it flips and it automatically the next chance they can get it goes to a real life version of that you know it'll be a replacement of like spider-man you know getting up onto a windowsill and it's clearly cgi and then it goes to doc Ock. And then it goes yeah. back to him and it's the real Spider-Man. So you like Raimi knows, and it might not just be Raimi, you know, whoever was doing the cinematography and the yep. script, and, um, basically the screenplay, how, how everything, how each um, <clears throat> shot would look and where things should be. Like they understood even in that time where it's like, yes, we know it's going to look like garbage. If we keep it on this, we got to go back to this. And they, they weren't afraid to do that. They weren't afraid to have, one second of Tobey Maguire or a stunt guy in the suit, practically standing in an awkward position in a windowsill. They weren't afraid to do that, where now they'll just completely do everything in CGI, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because it still looks good, but they care. You can see them right. caring a little bit more in this movie than they would in a Marvel movie where they clearly have bigger things to worry about than just, right. oh, should this scene have a real-life version or should it be, you know... Should it look the exact same as CGI with, you know, half right. the price or whatever? <clears throat> um, so, the, so like, there was that and, like, okay, so here's the real, like, here's the real, like, thought that I had during this. It really, like, hit me like a lightning bolt when I was watching this. I'm like, people, I know, like, from from what I hear, I haven't really heard, like, an argument for this but like when i hear how like black panther or like iron man these um these um these wealthy people becoming uh heroes either by 
because of their wealth and technology and all that and their brains and smarts and all that. Like how they get compared to Batman. I would make an argument that the closest thing Marvel has to Batman is Spider-Man. Really? Um, it's just the whole, like, I know it's like, like, Bruce Wayne really is Batman because he's like, there's like some psychotic, like, subtext going on there. But like, um, and like, <clears throat> Spider-Man's different because it's like, he has these powers and, um, no, but like I, he's I been like... given responsibility. Yeah, but um, I, I see what you're saying, though. I, I actually yeah, but like, I think I agree with you. That's so I like, never would have thought. They're this. They're so a thing. So the thing that was good. That's no, no, no. I'm sorry. They're just so different and also the same. I never really put that together, dude. Dang. Yeah, like I was just like, um, it's like, but like, here's the thing. It's just like. Like a parent, like parent or parental figure dies, they mm. realize that that happens a lot in superhero. It does. L- like I know, but like it's then they take up, um, um, then they take up superhero duty to in some way <laughs> like live up to that. Res- yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That was such a real come on, man. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> that I've never heard from Chris ever. Oh. <laughs> um, I should have seen it coming. Um, but they take up that mantle. That's what she said. Yeah. They uh they take up that mantle in a, in part in whole or in part to um live up to that responsibility or to fill that void. Right. Um and like and i know the way they handle it is different but like both these guys are super smart they under like they have completely charismatic villains and memorable villains they um can't really tell anybody the secret because of like because of the people they love which in some cases is few and far between um and like I mean, one may be rich and the other may be um, just a really smart guy, but like, or still, just the whole, just the whole, yeah, like the whole duality, like that's the thing, like duality, like with Batman, it's like, I have to be like, I'm truly my true self is Batman, but I have to pretend to be Bruce Wayne because of that, because like with psychotic stuff. But I, like I see what you're saying, but you honestly described a million other superheroes just because how vague it was. Like that's how it works. But right, you're you're still right with how similar they are. It's still how they choose to um, honor their responsibility. It's it's how they choose it. It's how what they do with that responsibility, and right. that's how they're similar. They they do it despite. Of being um, looked at as the bad guy, looked at as the villain to the people, they still do it no matter what. Right. And they, they face some, the same issues with the press. Like some people think he's a exactly, villain. Some think he's a exactly. hero. Exactly. Yeah, I just had to. I just had to push it in that direction because you're you're right. I just want to make sure people understand that you are right. <laughs> right. Okay. I was rambling again, but, but like they, yeah. 
I I don't know other I don't know a lot of superhero other superhero stuff. Of course, I'm a clearly I'm a geek and I do know superhero stuff, but not as well as I would know Spider-Man or Batman right. because Batman's another one of my favorite uh superheroes. Just not he just is just not as much of a favorite as he is a Spider-Man. But right. I can't <clears throat> guarantee I'm right, but characters like Superman, you lose that sort of responsibility where it doesn't seem like people view him as a bad person like from the movies that i've seen which is as much as i can really talk about is his story arc from being landed from landing on earth to being the outcast in school because he's clearly a fucking alien with insane powers but after that that, he couldn't handle after that it's just like after that transition period where people are unsure of who he is because he's like an alien and everything and people are have the right to be concerned but it just seems like after that people are cool with it like oh there's superman flying by even the city like it, I don't know. I just lose. It loses that touch for me. I could be wrong. Honestly, I've only hmm. really um, seen Superman in cinema and maybe a few comics or some cartoons and whatnot. Uh, um, but have you seen the original Richard Donner Superman and the ones that followed? Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. I don't see. I don't feel like. Anyone in the in those movies treated him like a concerned alien. I think they were just kind of like, well, yeah, okay, that guy's because that's the whole point of that world. The reason they're okay with him having those kind of weird things as a kid is the reason they accept him as a superhero later. That's the same world that also has Batman in. It. That's the thing oh. about superhero movies. Like, like, I, I, I mean. Superman is someone that I defend in terms of wanting to get him right. I think that movie gets him right. The first Richard Donner one gets him perfectly right. Um, and I think that the DCU, and, and particularly Zack Snyder, has gotten him terribly wrong. I think Brian Singer was just Xeroxing something and then didn't know what to do with it properly and made him incidentally super creepy with Brandon Ralph. Although I do think Brandon Ralph is very good. And I haven't seen the TV one on the CW lately, but. I, when it comes to Richard Donner, I, when it comes to Superman himself, it, it, there's two ways you look at it. A, the immigrant story, which is that, right. yes, you come in and people think you're weird and you're odd and you have an odd culture and, you're, and you're, you, know, you are concerning to people. And then later you are accepted for who you are, for what you bring to the table, um, for what you can offer America. Um, Selfishly accepted. Exactly. Uh, but um, <laughs> I think when it comes to Superman as a the, the Kill Bill movie really nails it. It's like he is Clark Kent is his identity. It's just like Bruce Wayne. It's it's not really who he is. He is Superman. He is not of Earth. He will always be an alien. He will never be different. He will always feel different. But he still chooses to save us every anyway. And he has all these capabilities, and he also, I think the best Superman stories um, are the ones that understand that he can't save everyone, and that what makes him superhero is if he can actually overcome that obstacle, or what he learns if he can't, which is why the end of the first Richard Donner one is him 
watching Lois Lane die and then going back in time. <laughs> Spinning and- the world the other way. <laughs> so at the same time, he's Superman. That's what makes him Superman. He yeah. saves everyone, everyone throughout that movie, and then the woman he loves dies, and you're like, well, you can't stop an earthquake, dude. He's like, yes, I fucking can! Because <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking Superman. Yeah, well, do. yeah, no. I'm I'm glad you corrected me. I'm well, glad you did that. Um, very few people have ever gotten it as correctly as Richard Donner did back in the 70s, and no one has since. Especially since those movies in and of themselves get really stupid. Yeah. Well, that's just the problem with comic book movies way back yeah. when. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, another thing I want to touch on is MJ's choice at the end. Um, caviar. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, don't uh, open the caviar. <laughs> don't open the caviar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, like, that whole time, it was just like, okay... She went on and okay, so like the first movie, like she wants to be with Peter. Okay, he's about the jacket of the Matrix in the in from my perspective. Um, <laughs> so he is like, I can't do this, MJ. It's you, you wouldn't get it. Like she, that first movie, terrible taste in men. Just, just gonna say it. She doesn't know how to pick him. That but that's movie. that's the problem when you have daddy issues. Like, not even true. joking around here. Like, that happens in real life. That do, you, that is true. She, she thinks that she deserves that because that's what she gets at home. She true. thinks she Didn't can't think do that. any better. Um. No, you're good. Man. Then finally comes across like Peter has been has always been there. She wants to be with him, and he's like, can't do it. That's just, it's. You don't you, you don't want to be around me. Um and uh oh gosh, so tragic. Um so and then like um she finally is like finally um picks uh finally starts dating uh, gets engaged to John Jameson and Peter's like cool, but then I now now I want you now now I actually want you because that's right. also a thing I mean, that I that I kind of sort of had a problem with. Like you said that you can't, it's you can't have her. But throughout this whole movie, before that point, he was yeah. like, I, I, real like he's having a really hard time hiding it. Um, but you're forgetting you're forgetting all those other plot points where he goes through that turmoil where he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to be Spider-Man. I want to have a life. I want the love of my life to be in my life. Okay. That's very important. And you cannot, you cannot what fucking every movie has shown us at this point. I mean, just even in the cinema reality of it, you cannot beat love. Love is such a strong force that it does not matter. They love each other. It doesn't matter if she's about to get married. She will choose him. It doesn't matter how many times he breaks her heart. It doesn't matter how many times she breaks his heart. They love each other that fucking much. It's because they were written that way. It cannot be any other way. That is their, that is how they work as characters. They right. cannot change that. Life finds a way. <laughs> Life finds a way. Yeah. Um, 
but I just but you, I just had to say that like it doesn't okay, yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter like they right. they will always love each other. It's just that's how what I it works. Yeah, I agree. That's so what I liked about it. Yeah, go ahead. Like, um, that's what I like. That's that's what I liked about her choice was like, she's like, listen, like now that she, now that she know it was like actually the moment where she finds out that he's Spider Man was actually quite satisfying. Um, <laughs> that was actually it was like. I just felt like the movie's just so well done how it sets up Peter Parker and just like his situation in general that the moment that he, she finds out that he's Spider-Man was just so satisfying. It just felt like a release. Just well, like but, a Yeah, uh, man. But they put that they put that moment right after <laughs> the whole Doc Ock shit. Like right? He just it's just placed so perfectly like just when you think Oh my God, that's over with. All of a sudden, the camera pans over to Mary Jane sitting there with her jaw on the floor, like, holy shit. And you're like, holy shit, you're still here? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't dive into the river to get away? (laughs) Uh, Right. And it's like, yeah, I also also find it really interesting not only that they go from, you can say, like, I am no, I do not want to die a monster to, hi, this is really heavy. Um, it, that is the most cathartic moment for me. It, even when I was like, watched this for the first time, that's the moment that stood out with me the most was her finding out. And it's because, yeah, it, 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 it's not, I, I thought then that it was because, you know, I was a hopeless romantic and I still am in a lot of ways, but watching the movie now, it's that he just keeps getting shit on. He even says it right after he saves a person from a burning building with only his own body and not any superpowers. And then someone still dies. And he says it, he's like, can I not get what I want? And then she later looks at him and she's like, I, has, it's time someone saves your life. And that's what it feels like. It honestly right. feels like, like he earned that love. He earned yeah. marriage yes. and make the decision to sit for him to say, I'm sorry, you have literally saved my and life. Here's the thing. You need here's to another thing too. Sorry. Here's another thing too. She earned that choice. I was right about to say that, dude. She earned him just as much as he earned her, because now she knows. Right. Um. And like, I feel bad for John Jameson. Got left at the altar. Um, he's sure fine. He was a he's nice an guy. Ad- he's an astronaut, dude. He's fine. He's an astronaut. He'll be fine. Um, he'll bring back Venom, and it'll be fine. Um. Whoa. <laughs> what? That is a thing in the comics where John Jameson actually brings back the symbiote. I don't remember, I don't remember if he's involved in. Well, there was. No, he's not in, not in the third, not in the movie, not in cinema. Like in the comic, everyone's yeah, in the everyone's comic. venom. Yeah. Everyone's venom at some point in the comic. Well, no, but I mean, like, it, well, venom shows, venom shows up in the next movie, and I'm wondering how does he get here again? No, 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 no. It's it's not. It's no. He doesn't come back as a character. I'm wondering by name at the very least. Yeah. Um, came back, brought an alien, was a, a total nice guy about it. But, like... <laughs> He'd be a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, like, the ending, where, they, where they're kissing in his janky apartment. Oh, my God. Uh, the Russian landlord. It's so real, though. Rent? rent? <laughs> Where's my rent? <laughs> um... What and, is um, story? Can it help me pay with something, <laughs> huh? <laughs> um, so, um, that ending where he then 
cop sirens, and then he's she's like, "Go get him, Tiger." He goes out. He flies out there um, to go swing away, and then that last shot is her watching him go and then frowning. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh. She's still oh, she's chef's kiss. Oh. She's just content with the decision she made. She knows the decision she made, but she's also like, "I'm dating Spider-Man now." <laughs> like. Any normal reaction would have a little bit of a frown after the love of your life goes swinging out of a window on spider webs. You're like, all right, this is what I'm in now. We're, we're doing this. Have you guys ever seen The Graduate? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, so this is an ending that's been used several times, and I am going to spoil it for you guys. Just because... Right on ahead. Just because I think the experience of watching the movie is great in and of itself. But the ending has been talked about so much that it's easy to run into. But it applies here, and I think it, it was something that inspired Raimi a little bit. So basically, there's a point in at the end of The Graduate where Dustin Hoffman is trying to stop the wedding of the woman he loves. It's, it's grand. It's romantic. He's running. His car runs out of gas. He runs all the way to the wedding. They're about to, they're, they're in the middle of their vows. He runs up to the balcony. It's glass. He's overlooking it, and he slams on the glass. He screams her name. She screams his name back. They, she runs to him. They stop the crowd. They, they block the doors. They run away from the church, and they get on a bus, and they get to the back of the bus, and they start laughing, and they're laughing, and then they just stop, and then they stare at the camera, and they just are like, what the fuck did we just do? And then the movie ends. It's, it's a big it, – it's inspired a lot of different endings. It's, it's classic. But I feel like that's the thing here. I, knowing where Spider-Man 3 goes, it's my least favorite thing about this franchise. They could have packed it with as many stupid villains as they wanted, as many dances as they wanted. I don't care. But he treats, the, the, the way they treat them as a romantic couple in the next movie is just awful. I hate it. And They it, treat them like it, chess pieces. It's just it, like, yeah. I stop. We'll, it, it, we'll get into that in the next episode. Yeah, the ne- next episode. Uh, um. and, <laughs> and yeah, that's what bothers me the most because I, I am okay with that smile or that frown and that graduate moment if the um, in the next movie they handled that conflict. Yeah, that they like happened. went through with that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, they go through crap. Like if I didn't, if I feel like now when I watch the end of the second movie, when I see that frown, it's because Mary Jane has seen the third movie and is like, oh, dear God, what did I just do? <laughs> but in, yeah. I, I wish it was something a little bit more earnest that they go through. And there are things I, I need to see the third one again to really understand the arc altogether. Right. But I just remember it being like they, they're just status quo by the end. And it's like, oh, why did we go through any of this bullshit? And it yeah. just, you should have fully committed it to, instead of Sam and Diane and a, Ross and Racheling it. Uh, and that's what bothers me the most, because that's the thing I'm the most committed to now realizing that it's because she is she and understands what he needs most after everything that he's lost, making the right choice in life. And it's a, it, the, the next movie should have been them as a team. And I watched right. the story arc of the video game that came out recently, and I loved that Mary Jane and Peter. That was a that was a couple that was broken up, but still loved each other. And it was just because they couldn't get on the same page. And by the end of that game, they are on the same page in a lot of ways. And I really oh, man. Don't get me started on that game. That game is so great. <laughs> I wish they'd have done it better. 
in this third movie, but in it, and I don't think it's just because of everything that's going on. I think they make legitimate, intentional decisions. I do not appreciate. My God, that was the best Mary Jane. I swear to God. Um, so with that, like, um, with that, I think we've exhausted. Unless there's anything else anybody wants to talk about. I mean. Honest to God, I could talk about this movie all day and all night and all week and all month and all year. <laughs> so I would say this is my, the two things. There's one thing I didn't mention in the last episode that I noticed here, and that is uh, there's a question that I want to ask at the end of the third one. Um, there's a couple of them, but the most important one is out of the Spider-Man, how do we rank this Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker, or Spider-Man? <laughs> Just the other ones that you've seen and enjoy, any ones that you want to enjoy. Um, and in that process, I'm trying to see why this was a good choice to put him in this role. In the first movie and in this movie, what I notice a lot is Tobey Maguire goes through a lot of the process to figure out who he's Spider-Man in the first movie, like discovering powers, going through things quietly and silently. And you're just watching him in his eyes and his face. When he goes to the school and he's doing the webbing and then he goes to the alleyway and he's walking on the walls, he doesn't say a damn thing until he starts making the jokes about what to say when he's trying to shoot the web. And that always struck me struck me as odd. I was like, wow, like he hasn't spoken in a long time. Always strikes me weird. Now I realize it's because it's all it's all his face. Like it's so much is told visually just on his face. And it happens here in the five minute night scene at the astronaut party that Peter was talking about. When he's walking around trying to get a, a drink and he just can't and he keeps going, yeah. every, he's mostly just doing it with his face. And I'm like, this is the interesting thing. He doesn't need to quip. He doesn't need to say anything. He's quietly carrying the weight of the world on his motherfucking back. And that's why I like Tobey Maguire in this role. And it really, it really mm-hmm. helps why I appreciate this Parker a lot. Um, yeah. And I, I wish I could see that kind of element in the other mm. ones. I, mean, I think Garfield is a really good quipper, and I think Holland is great as a young kid, but um, there is there's a quiet uh, sadness to this Peter that I love and is carried really well by Maguire. Yeah. I To add to what you said about the, quip, the, the quips that he does, when he's Spider-Man, when Toby, when that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, he is a little quippy, like when um, he's not great at it. He's not great at it, but like he's also a nerd. He's a geek and a goofball. He's gonna be cringy when he makes these quips. That's why it suits that Spider-Man so well. And that Peter Parker is he can let it out when he's Spider-Man. He can tell that piece of shit who's stealing money how stupid he is, and where he's like, and makes some dumbass joke where Doc Ock throws a bag of you know money at him, and he catches it basically and throws it back and hits him in the face and he's like oh you forgot your change like it's so bad but it's also like you know what yeah fuck yeah yeah let it out peter you let it out dude say whatever Uh, you want to say you're spider-man so i would say the last thing i would ask chris is um where do you rank this in uh as sequels and in terms of sequels to first films, and then where do you rank this in the world of superhero movies? Because a lot of people think this is the greatest, if not one of the greatest, one of the greatest, if not the greatest superhero movie ever. 
Oh my gosh. Like a, uh, any grade session before you grade it. I mean, while you think, and, I can just blabber on if, if you're worried about it. <laughs> uh, we have um, a lot. Or we can start over. <laughs> great timing, dude. Great timing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, oh, man, that's, a, that, that's a tough one. So, like, in terms of comic book movies and, like, where it stands in comic book movies and sequels to, okay. Um... <laughs> It's a that's a big question, honestly. I I struggle with that question. I don't like making big decisions like that. That's just my personality where I'm like, I don't know, I can't decide. That conversation is carried with this film, but then also just in terms of sequels, you know? Like step ups. How does this feel as a step up from the last movie? Um, you think about all the great like sequels to first films, um, like The Empire Strikes Back. Or, um, let's see, what else is it? Uh, that's, that, it. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. That, that, the Dark Knight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Movies. That's an okay one. Um, Batman v Superman. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Um, <laughs> uh, How do you know that name? How do you know that name? Uh, okay, okay, so scratch it. Let's just grade it. Uh, no, hang on. Let's just... I, I like entertaining this lot. I like entertaining this. Son of a bitch. Um... I'm a drink. <laughs> sorry, the, uh, the martini's empty. Ah. Sorry, the martini. I think yeah. that, in terms of comic book movies, this is really, like... I kind of look at this, like, the way that people look at, like, X-Men 2. Like, it's where, it's, like, one of those early, like, comic book movies that, like, showed that, hey, this is possible. This is profitable. Um, but I feel like... Certainly profitable. Certainly profitable. Um, but I feel like... Personally, that like as good as this movie is at showing just how like this may I think oh man like now I'm just backed myself into a corner like between <laughs> this and Spider Verse like oh dude no that is oh. dead even that's dead even like these are two different movies in, in my opinion yes um, they're they're very I would not I personal personally I would not compare these two just because my brain would break I I can't yes. I can't do that. I think Spider-Verse is a better movie, but I only think it's because it has the precision of animation and then has like 50 million styles of animation on top of yeah. it. Unbelievably. It just has, it just has like, Spider-Man 2 was made in 2004. Like there are, that's 16 years, I think almost to that 15 it's years a, almost. That, yeah. Of other superhero stories of other animation of just like, it's a better movie just because of the shoulders it stands on. But at the yeah. same time, in Spider-Man movies, I think they're on par. Like, yeah, they're, I think they're, they're very. Steady. Yeah, you you said that really really well. They're they're very different as like breeds of movies. What kind of movie they are, but the messages that they have in there and the that it's kind of funny. The 
two-dimensional characters <laughs> that are at legitimately two-dimensional but they're so three-dimensional it's that's where they clash that's where they're head-to-head for me like they have such real life simple messages where you, when you have such a simple concept that's when you can make this elaborate story where you don't need to explain to the audience every goddamn minute what's happening that's where they are tied for me but as movies they're totally different breeds i mean one's animation it's amazing visually the other one's live action um it's i mean the list goes on from there but just spider-verse is like iconic and it's imagery honestly in my opinion like exactly it's like and they didn't and it's not necessarily like that for the toby movie so that's why i don't really want to um compare them in that sense but as like messages i totally agree with alex where they are they are head to head i mean they just have great messages you know right um so like in terms of it's like one of those early ones where i just to me like with like spider-verse and then dark knight would come like four years later like and i just like and then like of course there's like the Avengers movies like just some part of me I'm resisting it but like some part of me is like something tells me that like like something is telling me that it's d- been done better but I cannot name a better like when the MCU I can't really name besides maybe Civil War a better or winter soldier like a better movie or a movie that could contend with this because like with this characterization it's visuals it's commitment to practical effects like the whole show even the soundtrack like the soundtrack is iconic um beautiful like now it's starting to settle like i didn't i wasn't a big fan of the soundtrack from the first movie i was like it's complimentary but like now it's just like okay now it's meshing <clears throat> now it's starting to yeah man mix in there um but and like also i just like it's just like this wasn't an mcu movie this was before like mainstream like blockbuster movies were like really made by committee um like this was for the most part before like spider-man 3 this was sam raimi and his love of spider-man um and so I guess I'm at the point where it's like, I want to say, like, it's been done better since, or may- but, like, maybe it's just more success, like, comic book movies are just more successful than it, period. But besides, like, Spider-Verse or Dark Knight, or if we're naming anything out of the MCU, like, Civil War, I think Civil War would be the one I would pick to, to contend with this movie. Um... But, like, but yeah, that's where I'm, I was like, I want to say it's been done better. Like, obviously, like, The Dark Knight is probably going to be, like, it's still, to be, to most people, it's still, like, the best comic book movie. But, like, even surpassing this, um, even though we took the wrong lessons from The Dark Knight. Um, so I guess, like, I think it's one of the better comic book movies of our time. And like yeah i think i think it, 
yeah, that's what I think. It's just one of the best comic book movies of our time. And, like, I'm really waiting. Like, also, yeah, Black Panther. Goodness gracious. Black Panther was nominated for an Oscar, for God's sake. Um, I, th- I think in terms of so- of all times, the first Superman, the first Batman, although I think Batman Returns is pretty is a better movie, but the first movie is just more iconic. I think I, I want to say the first X Men, but the more I watch it, the more I just think the casting is great in that first movie, and then other movies would get better. Um, I think Days of Future Past and Logan are are really solid examples of that series. Um, but I think Spider-Man 2 and Dark Knight are the two biggest contenders for me for the best superhero movies. They're just two different beats, and they're two examples of what you can do with superheroes. One being more serious, the other being more comic booky. But they are, I think they're both true examples of understanding the world and the character and the story they're telling, uh, and in doing so propel the genre and the medium uh further which is what you want with any movie of any genre ever you know people still talk about the shining people still talk about dumb and dumber people still talk about harry and met sally like they propel their genres because they are better than their genres they are genuinely great films um that being said can we actually give it less than an a plus I it's an is a that even possible? Some some for some people I could see them. I watched some people. I watched some videos about people who didn't like this, but none of them with opinions I thought held any merit to them. I just think there's so many good things. About it. If you can't if you can't get past the style and the cheesiness and the kitschiness, then you never are going to get to the story and the characters. Which that's are, the yeah. thing. That's so, the thing. Like yeah, I said, so, like we took the wrong lessons from the Dark Knight. We got to get it's got to be gritty. It's got to be real. It's got to be all other. Like people, oh man, that when when Peter Parker falls off the roof when he's trying to be Spider Man again, and he takes that bump on the on the car. Right man, back. That's gnarly. Right right back. Back. God, that that was gnarly, and he actually got hurt by that. Um, yeah. um A plus, A plus a- for me, one hundred ten percent. All right, Peter, your first grade on the Maestro Movie Podcast. <laughs> well. I'm sure you can guess what my thoughts are, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want to add to Alex's question of what other movies are kind of like this. And I, I agree with um, The Dark Knight. And I think if you go out of the superhero realm, of course, you have more options. But I honestly also foreshadowed The Iron Giant is a really good movie. I think just not necessarily that contends with this, but that also has... A similar message, but just a very simple message of an outsider, just like Superman. That's why Superman was prominent in that movie as well, because there were echoes of him in that movie. But it's just, it's so satisfying to me when a a movie, like, they just know. Everyone knows what the hell they're doing. Everyone's on it. There's no, um, I mean, I'm sure bad blood and everything happens you know that's just happens with actors and that's what happened with james franco and toby you know but if you're able to get past that and the audience can't really see that in the movie like of course you're doing it right it's just in the sense of people know what the fuck they're doing or at least know a little bit of what they're doing 
it just yeah. it's so much more satisfying i mean just with how everything came together in the end just like dark knight iron giant um spider verse and this movie it's just a simple message can have such a big impact on people because the sim- more simple the message the more broad it can be the more it can be interpreted into someone's life and i think iron giant has that same value to me specifically that this movie has to me where it's your responsibility and what you're going to do with that you can easily you know join the dark side or you can be in the light it's just it's your choice it's you choose you know and that's very prominent in the iron giant is literally that quote you choose what do you want to be do you want to be what everyone thinks or do you want to be who you actually are yeah. a, good, a good person uh, oh yeah that oh. one oh <laughs> oh. Oh. and it's i don't know I just, I just highly appreciate especially the iron giant and for me just as a message and just growing up with those messages and just being in a good household and just having parents that respect me in my own opinion and allow me to form my own opinions on things but also shape me into a good human being i'm just glad i had those movies as well and i can't believe not having the family that I have and only having movies like this or stories, um, you know, telling me good messages. It's just, that's the power of cinema, you know, and it, and it can transcend that being a movie into it just being a good ass message. And that's what this movie is to me, a good ass message. And (laughs) I forget, I just forget about, honestly, talking about this, how I am right now, I forget about the memes. Yes, the memes are funny, but like that's yeah. only surface level stuff. Like that's just the cheesiness yeah. of what Alex was talking about. These other reviewers talking about how cheesy the movie is and not being able to get past it. Like that's their opinion, but goddamn, what's the point of having a podcast when you're not really going to talk about the movie? Thank you. There you go. It's just there everyone has the everyone has the power. Everyone has the right to their own opinion, but if you're going to have a podcast about movies or anything being a reviewer you should probably know what the hell you're fucking talking about and i feel like we all know what we're talking about and i feel like a lot of other people know what they're talking about when they say that this movie is an a plus (laughs) well done well done (laughs) um thank you good job job. great you I am probably gonna yeah, I'm gonna give it an A plus. Like the whole like it's just even how campy and comic booky it is, it's just so complex when you actually look at it. Like I like the way like it's been like um like I would hate if this movie's legacy is the memes. Like well, that would be a help. disservice. The third movie does not help. The third movie doesn't help. Well, here's the Even thing. Even though it's... I am really looking forward to emo Peter Parker, just watching that again, it's gonna be so great. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> the thing about me when it comes to memes is, yes, if people all they remember is the memes, is that's one thing. But like, I the thing that I love about memes is that sometimes I see a meme and I'm like, where is that from? 
And then I look up and I'm like, there's a whole movie filled with like what this three seconds was. I'm in. And like, like Riccio. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I'll like I, I explained Riccio to him and he was like, You mean the guy that punches the wall? I'm like, do you don't even know what you're in for? And like <laughs> there you go. Like you got more than three, you got an hour and a half of that of that three seconds. So even more so smothered in blood. So there you go. Like you never know. You never know. If like thank no. God for memes. It makes sure that yeah, people look exactly. And like you can go back and you're like, I hate if people look for the memes. No, this movie, this is the reason movie exists. Like that the people see a meme from a silent era, they're like, What was that? There's a whole movie filled with gags like that. And now all of a sudden they're watching Buster Keaton's The General. You never know. Like this just allows things the transfer yeah. of of the way people digest media does allows the existence of media. Like that's the whole right. point. Don't, if you want to, it's, yeah, it, I, I don't, I think memes are a blessing and a curse, especially for movies like this one, where, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really fucking funny, but that's surface level stuff. But there's going to, some. I'm sure now it's happened. I mean, in the past where it's like, oh, what's that funny thing? And that guy's Spider-Man and he has like a triple chin and he is like a train behind him. What is this? And they look uh-huh. at it and hopefully they're like, oh my God, that was amazing. Like it's a blessing and a curse, you know. But it, it's I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to call people out just be like making this into something that it's not. But you know, you can easily fall into the herd. You can easily just be shepherd into the herd and just see it as a meme, and that's totally fine. But you can also break out of that and form your own opinion on your own. Watch the movie as many times as you want. Have your own opinion about it, and hopefully it's more than just a meme. Hopefully you look at it for the message that it gives you. With great power comes great responsibility, and it's what you do with that responsibility that matters. You choose. Yep. Um, So, yeah, like, the movie's, like, really complex um, for its campiness and comic bookiness, which is, like, how it should be done, honestly. Um, but like, yeah, I am, uh, this is a good one. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I am, I'm zapped. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, um, A pluses all around. Um, one of the few times it's happened on the show where it's gotten an A plus all around, like, I know Fury. Damn straight. We had a few. We've had a few. We're, they're We've coming had a few. around. The more, the um, more. Let, let's put it this way: less F minuses, which is all I want more than anything. Yes. Um, Ready to Rumble was an A plus. We all know that. Um, Shut your mouth. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> oh, sorry. Jesus sorry. Christ, sorry. dude! Ready to Rumble is. You oh. want to see? If you want to listen to Alex rant, listen to our episode about Ready to Rumble. He lets loose on David Arquette. Okay. I I, I expressed. <laughs> something deep down that i don't know what it was but like that movie if you if you need material for the buttercast to like to add like like if um like if um you could make alex the projectionist like um he could like forget his past and then like he's like the winter soldier whereas like (laughs) 
that's so good. That's so good, dude. Oh man. That's so where he's good. like um Alan Tudyk in Transformers Three, where he just like he's like this calm dude, and then all of a sudden he just gets like flashbacks to like a war, and then he just like snaps, <laughs> he just goes, just goes into agent mode. Like I like say, I can't really see that happening. I can't say what I said on this show. I basically say the word shit over and over again. But it, the word, I, I think I say it in as many ways you can say that word. Every time Just it's different. dripping it's, shit. <laughs> oh, man. It's rough. I, it brought the worst out of me, man. That movie is <laughs> It was an RKO out of nowhere. I was not expecting oh, that. <laughs> Usually you'd expect something like that out of me. But, man, I, man it was great. It was just beautiful. Sometimes nice. I hate movies. Sometimes I need to hate a movie. And, like, there are things about it that I say that are good, but, like, the Ready to Rumble episode's a good one if you want to hear me just, like, freak the fuck out. I really... I Now I'm starting to, like... Now I'm starting to regret that I didn't record our viewing session of just another romantic wrestling comedy. We're gonna do an episode on it, man. That movie's gonna be amazing. One day. One day we're gonna do an episode on it. The, the more time we spend away from it, the, better, the more genuine our reaction will be again. Great. Um, so, so yeah, there you go, everybody. Uh, A plus is all around for Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2, 2004. Next time. 420, 420, guys. Uh, oh, yeah, 420, I see that. Um, <laughs> um, so next time, guys, Spider-Man 3. Yes, Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3. So, uh, Emo Peter Parker. Oh, man. Now take out. Topher Grace's Eddie Brock. Thomas Hayden Church Sandman. <clears throat> yeah. I will not play Metallica next episode. I will not play Metallica. This is this is not the sound of me queuing it up. This is not no. that sound. <laughs> play play Sandman. Bring me a dream. Bum, bum, I'm bum, gonna bum. be the Peter Parker cream. <laughs> that honestly took me aback that you guys are actually doing like rap on the <laughs> Dude, you don't know my freestyle mo- dude. My friends have been trying to do freestyling, and it's like it's not working out for them. Nobody <laughs> get called out. Be less hard on yourself. <laughs> is, no, they, is- they know, they know, they know. Okay, fair enough. Damn. Uh, anybody can do it. Just keep doing it. I mean, I, let me put it this way. I don't claim to be amazing at it. I just claim to do be good at two things when it comes to it. A, making it funny, and B, telling a story. Those are the two things I try to do when I do it, and then we try. The main thing is to make people laugh. So I know there are better freestylers than me, but I also know that they've been getting better and more elaborate and more interesting and more fun. We're actually adding music to it, and you know, my brother's getting involved. It's really great. So, yeah, it's fun stuff, man. Nice. Um, gosh, I really need to like work on an outro. Um, anyway, so there you go, everybody. We're <laughs> doing. Sp- so, you've been yeah, wait, we do have one. Yeah, Was yeah any... don't you don't you spin the wheel or something? Oh, we don't no, spin because not, of the of not during a series. We're watching, we know we're watching. Oh, okay. Are, okay. No, every end of the episode, he says release the blank cut. So he has to make a new a version of this. Yeah, but there's no alternate. There's no like there wasn't a secondary director, so I'd have to think of like. Well, technically, there is a director's cut, which is doesn't it? What's up? Um, okay, I think I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it. Um, so, so next time, everyone, Spider-Man 3 from 2007? Three years later? Jesus. Um, Emo and Peter Parker. Um, 
J. Jones Jameson in the suit. Um, Topher Grace from That 70s Show. You know, it's going to be a great time. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to get uh, Mary J. Watson as a reporter, and it's going to be, like, totally, Wait. like, modern and all the... Like, we're going to get all the villains, like... No, we're not going to well, get Green Goblin. We're going to get... We're going to get Doc Ock's going to come back. Um, and uh, that, I'm, I'm describing the PS4 game. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, MJ is... What are you talking about? It'd be best if she was a reporter. I'm sorry. It, it would be best. You got me. I was like, um, what are you on? It was a whole jumper situation again, but this time it wasn't me. I'm like, What? <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my um, God. That, was, that was so funny. Peter, thank you for coming on. Looking forward to next episode when you return. Yeah, man. I'm so you happy. And Zach. Oh, it's awesome. Thank you so much. I'm I'm happy that I have this outlet to express my love for Spider-Man and everything in between. And again, the offer still stands. If you wanted to start over, I have the time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> just just let me know if you if you know when we end this if tomorrow you call me we'll just read he is a man he is a perfect replacement for zach like zach would be this level of <laughs> oh, <laughs> now i feel awkward <laughs> he's a perfect foil um that's fine foil to zach yes replacements rough yeah replacements like shots fired but yeah no, <laughs> no i would I mean, like Zach's not here. That, we need Zach. we needed a, we needed a third we needed a third man. Even though we've done episodes with two wheels, but like yeah, having a third person to bounce off. Yes. Um, yeah, especially when again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody, go listen to the Real Butter Buttercast. It's great. It's better than my podcast. Go out, listen to it. Aww. Absorb all of that. that. But he doesn't I mean, mean it. I do. Um, <laughs> he, is, he is right. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you guys in the next episode and uh peace out. Uh say goodbye guys. Uh goodbye guys. Bye guys. Goodbye. Hash- see you later. And if you Hashtag- know, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Hey, Hashtag the double cut. chin cut. And whoa, which cut? <laughs> double chin, double cut. chin cut. Double Literally. chin cut. Yes. No, that's more <laughs> like a quadruple chin cut, my friend. <laughs> I did not realize how many uh chins he had in that.